What's your deal, dude? Taking over tattooing single-handedly. It, sound, it sounds like you might have a problem. There's a lot of these fucking tech people, Sam. This isn't the career move, you know? Tread lightly. I've got editing power. You know, obviously going under anesthesia, you're not allowed to do, right? That's a weird thing in straight edge. So I think, I think our shop is going to So you believe in ghosts? Yeah, it's a little gatekeeper, but... Well, yeah, I mean, that's all you gotta, that's all you gotta be, you know? The tat drama. Save it for your mama. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I don't believe in karma, but sometimes I do. Elaborate. This is a podcast. This is Green Soap, a podcast for tattooers, tattoo havers, tattoo getters, and anybody else. Yeah, definitely not used to talking into the microphone. Dude, I just fucking, I just, I just did a drop of nicotine right now. I got a, I got a drop of nicotine in my lip right now. The youths call them gum pillows. Gum pillows. I got a gum pillow in. Wow. We'll see, dude. I might start feeling lightheaded and feel weird, dude. (laughs) You can spit. I'm I'm getting anxious right now. Not the first time you've heard that. I'm getting anxious right now, guys. This is all right. Dude, am I okay? Do your my eyes, eyes are going red? Dude. Okay, fuck. Yeah. Okay, let's just hurry and do this. Dude, so I can he's getting this amped out. right now. We could get you a Candace. Oh, I can't tell when you're joking and when oh. you're not. <laughs> it's impossible. Oh, what's up, Sam? I haven't seen you in a minute. Oh, does this make me sound weird? No, no, not okay, at all. Okay, good. All right, it shouldn't. What was that? Was that a ghost? I don't know. God, are we dealing with ghosts too on this? Mm. Already, it's already started. Uh, can you introduce our guest? I just met. I just <laughs> Sam, met our guest. Sam met me uh, seven <laughs> minutes ago. I didn't even know his name yet. Well, I did. I quickly realized I knew who it was. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to recognize me when my name is One Arm Willie, and you walk into a room and there's a guy with one arm. That's whoa! You got one arm today. I didn't even I notice today. Today I do. You can like take it off and put yeah, it back on. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's that was the best. He just introduced himself. Yeah, thank I didn't you. even have to do it. Thank you for doing that. Welcome lifting. to the podcast, One Arm Willie. Yeah. Are you guys gonna put like some music behind it so it sounds we'll do something, a little dude. more epic? We'll do something. Yeah, cool. Please, I don't do know something. what it is, but we'll do something. I'm I'm sure we can find some royalty free like strings or something. That gotta be yeah, oh, gotta be careful. Dude, our actually our intro song was made by my homie. Was it? Yeah. Who? Uh, his name is Andrew Mendoza. Shout out to Andrew Mendoza. He actually, I don't even know if he knows that we're using his song for the podcast. <laughs> Sick. Sorry, uh, re- rewind that. Uh, you never cleared you, it? What? You didn't clear it? I didn't ask him. Oh, okay. Well. But he gave me these beats, so. Well, he gave, didn't he give them to you for the previous podcast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. they're pre-cleared. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think we're good. Pre-cleared. Cool. Yeah, we're cool. Pretty clear. My lip feels tingly. It'll it'll stay feeling tingly. Okay, cool. It's the price you pay for not ingesting nicotine in your it's lungs. Cool. Dude, I like it. I like it's it. Cool. Just a little mouthfeel while um, you're talking. So what what are we doing? We're interviewing and grilling one arm Willie about everything about his life thus far to this point. A okay. to Z, baby. All right, one arm Willie. What's your what's your deal, dude? I uh, I like poker. That's my really? deal. Really? You're yeah. a big poker player? Oh, I love poker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were actually, I like gambling for fun. Not for like... Not for money? No, no, for money. 
that's what the fun part is. But I, I'm not an. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm not an. Fun. I'm not an addict. Is it's, what I'm trying to imply. It sounds like you're just gambling. It, yeah. sound, it sounds like you might have a problem. No, no, like, not at all. Fun? I like. I we play dice at the shop all the time. Um, oh, we were supposed to play dice earlier. Yeah, we that's, didn't a, find th- any that's dice. yeah. That's why I was bringing it up. It's I think I think the dice got thrown out. Mm. Probably got thrown out. Yep. We. Why uh, am I gonna hit this? Oh, dude! Yeah, you could, yeah, dude. You're double fisting. Oh. You're hitting the bar and your lip. So, lip bar, bar. Thank you for listening. Uh, shit, we haven't done this in a minute. I'm, so I'm, I'm bleeping. A rusty, I'm bleeping the dude. name of the vape. First off, yeah, yeah. No yeah, free nicotine promo. Oh, that's bleep, true. That's bleep true. it all, dude. You can bleep it all, baby. Um, so you like poker? Do you do you play regularly? No, not anymore. I used to play a lot, but um, I ended up moving back to Columbia, South Carolina, and. You know, everybody there is a stick in the mud when it comes to playing cards. So I don't. But we play dice all the time, essentially every day at the shop. That's sick. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever venture out to Cherokee when you were in Asheville? Uh, no, I never did. That's kind of surprising. I guess. I mean, I don't hear it's the greatest thing in the world. But no, but still I don't sanctioned wanna, gambling. Yeah, I don't want to play on a computer. I want to play with people. I play people. I Do they not have card rooms out there? Uh, I don't know specifically because I told you I, n- I never went there. Yeah, 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 true. So true. I don't know. But I like playing like the fellas. You know, we would. Oh, you like <clears throat> like like playing for fun? You home mean game. playing for fun? Like yeah, playing yeah. at a homie's house. Right, like, right, right. Friends. And and being able to read people. I you know. see what you're saying. Okay, my, that's my little brother. He was, he was one of those grinders back when you know uh, it was legal to play on your computer and stuff. Uh-huh. He was one of those dudes. He would just put five thousand dollars in and he'd play for like three or four days straight and make like ten grand and then cash out. And he'd then, have like he'd be playing like those pot games where you can have like twenty different tables up exactly, at once right? exactly, and go right. between each, every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. And he was he had a mentor and he had to like pay his mentor because his mentor would sit over his shoulder and like help him like understand all the stuff and he would they would just he had a a specific gaming computer that he built just for playing cards online he was a he was a shark but i don't i didn't play like that i i I read that doyle brunson book you know uh he has this like crazy thick book um i read that and i just like playing against people and like reading people and the scenario and then I really like math. I'm a I'm a nerd for sure. But um, you know, figuring out the pot percentages and things like that, I really like that stuff. Or poss- possibilities of your hand, oh, what yeah. they could have, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Me and uh me and Jacob Jacob works here at uh Welcome Tattoo. And uh, <laughs> me and Jacob, we used to go play on Wednesday nights. They have like a like a poker tournament every Wednesday night over at like uh I forget what. Oh, it's called Gizmos. It's a oh, bar cool. called Gizmos, and they do. It's just for, like, uh, you play for points, and the points accumulate, and you get enough points, and they enter you in for uh, for a seat at a table that has entry to the World Series of Poker. Or Whoa, like that's that. cool. Yeah, that's very cool. So you're playing not for money, yeah, but you're playing for the possibility of getting an yeah. entry into. Well, back I used to work at this bar back in Columbia um, a long time ago. And uh, we would, we would, hey, I, I'm not going to say the name because it definitely was illegal. But, you know, we'd get 20 to 30 people all buy in, you know. Normally it was like $20 to buy in and then you could rebuy in once. And then we would play all night until the sun came up and people would get kicked out and stuff like that. Like, like they would, you know, bust or whatever. Yeah. And then 
the best part about all of that was playing all the side games. You know, I kind of liked busting out just so you could play the side games. And we were playing Texas Hold'em, but the side games were all different kinds of poker, you know, and we would, we would just play. And that's how I would pay my rent a lot of times. Damn, cool. Cards. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a bunch of us, like I said, you know, um, we would go there and just play and play and play. And then you'd start doing like side bets on who you thought was going to win. And then you have like side games, like I was saying. And uh, they even had a pool table, so we would play pool for money. So it was just a lot of fun. And I I think there's something a little romantic about that, you know? Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The tournament me and Jacob would do is like, it was like 30 people and the blinds increased so frequently mm-hmm. because the bar closed at it was like they're pushing like pushing Andy's at like 30 yeah. or oh, something wow. yeah, yeah dude so yeah it would be from 8 to 10 and you would just have to get the fuck out like at 10 like they would close the bar and it was done yeah we would so. we would play until the end you know and it would be you know like the show was over at you know 11 o'clock and then we'd set up tables and then we would play until the last person normally until the last person had all of the money you know I'm mm. I'm trying to think isn't so for that for the Gizmos thing World Series of Poker entry is like it's like 10 grand or something That's isn't it for sure. so like the so hold them hold them entered one? into this like I think it's like you get entered to it's like a, a qualifier right to be able to get the entry so it's like another tournament oh you're so it's not cover it's not covering that yeah, yeah, yeah. no no okay. you're getting entered into a to have the seat you would get and I used to play a lot of online poker back when I was like 19 20 or something like that and uh and i played i would always play in like tournaments and shit and i got to the table right before you got entry into that's sick. world series of poker. yeah that's so awesome that would have be, been an easy commute for you yeah, right, there. <laughs> yeah. right around the corner yeah I, a couple years ago probably i don't know 2017 or 2018 i would mess around with the the online poker definitely not in the state of north carolina i was not Definitely wasn't using a VPN or anything to <laughs> right, know, yeah, actually gamble because that'd yeah. be illegal. That'd be um, but there was quite a few different little like game modes that would like shoot you off into a World Series of Poker like online qualifier. Wow! Like it's weird. Like there's a ton of different ways. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how it was. It was kind of weird. You'd play like these games, um, and if you went like, it was funny because like you could do like a hundred dollar buy-in mm-hmm. and you would be like this many steps closer to the actual like oh, table, okay. yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or you could do a thousand dollar or 10,000, I think is like the entry or something. I don't, yeah. I don't even know what it, what I think it, it costs $10,000 for like, if you qualify to like pay your way into yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. So, so like each amount of money you would like get to. So I got, I got to the, like right before the $10,000 table. Oh, know? sick. Yeah. Which was sick. I just, like so you know how, you know how to play cards yeah but was it it was a different game back when i played yeah. you know yeah of course it's, it's yeah, like i've watched a lot of shit recently i'm like why is like why aren't people folding on like when i'm like certain things like it doesn't make sense right you know? yeah. because i hadn't played in like 10 years or mm-hmm. something like that and uh and so i'm just seeing like how different the game is now yeah. you know because you used to be able to be like hey i've got something and then like now it doesn't really matter like you know the incremental you would incrementally like bet and now people are just kind of like it's a lot more just crazy i feel yeah. like well now know? now people are also running like the 10 games all at once yeah, like they'll get into too. like a bunch of $1 entry games or $10 yeah. whatever their 
unit do, is. I would do shit like that. But Not then they'll, like but then they'll run the software in the background that yeah, surveys everyone's hands and yeah. shit. Oh, and wow. then it'll be yeah. like, oh, they their likelihood of fold percentage is going to be this. And if they showed their cards, that would track what cards they had when they folded, and then it pretty much gives you odds on everybody on the table. Yeah. And can, like, track their... I, there's a word for it. Their variances on mm-hmm. different bets. And yeah, things. no, that makes perfect sense. So I like playing poker so much that that's normally what I would do for hours, playing Red Dead Redemption. Mm. I would just go into the bar and then get into the card, the poker card game or whatever, and just play, and just play and play and play. And Proxying I, through Dead... Red Dead Redemption yeah. to play cards. <laughs> yeah, and I would just I would just smoke everybody in there. It was awesome. It was a lot of fun. That's tight. Yeah. I'm ready for the it's gonna hit a different level when GTA six comes out. Another oh, you think o- so? oh, I'm sure, dude. Yeah. Because they've already already got the I don't know if you guys have seen, there's a rapper named T Grizzly and he has his own GTA server where it mirrors the streets. And so you have to buy in to get access to the server, and then people are running actual real-world different types of deals through Grand Theft Auto. Oh, that's cool. That's insane. So he turned it into the streets. That's awesome. So it's like cyber streets. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm sure with GTA 6. And you're like actually making money and stuff? That's what they're saying. Whoa. And so he's just cleaning. He provides the server. People buy in. He gets that money, and then they have their own money in. in, I'm sure there's some way to tie crypto into a server, and then people fund like can channel in money and pretty interesting that's wild yeah that would be fun the streets metaverse dude there's no limit it's happening it's happening just i'm just waiting to see when people start tattooing over the metaverse there's like a and you can buy like an end component that's like a tattoo machine and you put your arm under it and then the other person can see into Mm. your side and then they start like virtually tattooing whoa you gotta think because i there was a there was a survey or a study done pretty recently at duke university uh-huh. down the road yeah and they were having robots do laser tattoo removal i think that's so you cool gotta think it's gonna flip the other way with the, the removal part that's sick because yes. that's efficient removal is dope but yeah especially because you you see like some of these jokers dude with their like they turn their machine down they're charging you like they're like yeah i'm cheaper than the other guy or whatever like their hourly is cheaper yeah their hourly is cheaper yeah. but then they're just like tattooing bang, you like, eight hours yeah. yeah yeah they're just like yeah and people are shaking on the table like god fuck. yeah there's there's some folks back home that they do hand poke like hand poke stuff and they take hours to do it and they're charging hourly you know and yeah. so it takes so much longer to do the tattoo and they get paid hourly so their hourly is cheaper technically yeah but it takes them four times as long so that's what's that that's what i think is crazy is like you see a lot of people like talking about how much they charge for like tattoos i i, I feel like that's kind of a trend right now i think it's very important on social media like seeing like how much people are charging and stuff um uh but i just feel like regular dumb fucking asshole that wants to comment on a video negatively doesn't take like it's like oh that took you like this many hours like it should only be this much it's like why should i be why should i be penalized for like i tattoo very quickly you know after years and years of experience and knowing what the fuck i'm doing also i tattoo very quickly because i do color studies of course you're not paying for me to like like all the stuff like when i'm tattooing 
you're not seeing all the like in the background like i already figured out how i wanted to color it and like shade right. it and like everything and i've already figured all of that out and it took me like hours to do yeah instead of just doing it on the fly which would take me a little bit longer so i'm just like plugging in what i already know i'm gonna exactly do. so i'm just a lot more efficient you know so why should i be penalized for like doing my homework and making it way faster for you and then you don't have to you know sit for very long then you can you go know? to the bar yeah. Your appointments at one and you're at the bar at three. Yeah. yeah that's well, all I, I want to do. I think that's really, I think that's a super smart thing to kind of unpack. You know, I think a lot of tattooers today, you know, with a scenario like, like you were just talking about, Eric, where somebody has done all this work beforehand and they get their tattoo done in half the time if you do it the other way. Um, so in a scenario like that, I think it would be smart if you, would charge per piece as opposed to hourly. Yeah, that's you know? what I do. That's what I ended up, I mean, that's what I do. So. Right, yeah, yeah. And uh, But I think a lot of folks, you know, like there, there are a lot of people that do all that homework, you know, and but they still charge hourly and they undercut themselves like yeah. so much because, and I think this is something that needs needs to be a little more transparent in our industry is like, people actually talking about how much they charge and you know, like what their process is a little bit more in, in a way that's like a bit more tangible for folks. So there is a little more consensus consensus across the, across the board, because I think that, you know, like let's say you have a, you have a shop and, and if all of the artists aren't on the same page, you know, I, I think it has a tendency to undercut each other yeah. and then people will go to a different artist in the shop um, because there isn't that like transparency of, of operation, if you will. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I think like it, it's just it's weird. It's weird to penalize somebody for like just doing all the work up front that you didn't have to sit there and and watch happen. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, you know, he draws like everything on so he and he doesn't charge people for the drawing time when they're sitting there yeah. like watching him draw and he's spending hours sitting there drawing like a back piece you know or whatever and uh i think he severely undercuts himself and i right. tell him all the time i'm like dude you got to be charging a lot more especially the quality of your tattoos like he's an incredible he's a tattooer. great tattooer yeah. yeah and so it's just kind of hard because then you know he, you know, he undervalues himself because he comes from the old generation, like all, you and I, you know, mm -hmm. where we were charging, you know, minimums used to be like 40, 50 bucks and, yeah. you know, hourly was a hundred dollars an hour, you right. know, but it's like, dude, I see people charging like twice as much as him and they are like an eighth of the tattooer that he is. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And he still feels guilty about how much he's charging, which I'm like, yeah. that's a fucking insane. That's, you know? That sounds exactly like my friend, Chris Roberts. That dude is a murderer. Like he kills tattoos. Just unbelievable. He tattoos at serpent and the rainbow in, uh, Asheville, North Carolina. And he's still like, he's been charging 150 an hour for like 15 years, you know? Yeah. And he still does. And, He's he's the only dude that I know that like wakes up at like five in the morning, draw he's like Rubendahl, you know? Yeah. Five in the morning, draws for a couple of hours, goes and works out, then goes to work. Then he comes home after work, has, you know, some time with his old lady or whatever, and then starts drawing again as soon as as soon as she goes to bed. And he's drawn until, you know, 
midnight or one in the morning. Yeah. And the same cycle. And he's like the craziest workhorse I know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, is like, is like, if you think about it, like, like if I were to tattoo like a piece of flash, like, I mean, that's still like, even though like all the front work is done, you know? Like, yeah. So I've already, I've already like figured it out. I painted it like all that stuff, you know, and then figured it all out. But then you have somebody come in and they're like wanting this completely custom design where it's like, okay, so I have to figure out the poses. I got to figure out all this shit. I got to like draw it all together, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not charging more for the person that wants the like completely custom thing just because the front end was like took me a lot longer. Right. It took me way longer, you yeah. know, hours more, you know? So it's kind of like it balance, it kind of balances itself out, you know? But at the same time, it's like, then you have, you have people that are, (laughs) I think the whole problem is like, I just shouldn't be reading the fucking comments on tattoo videos. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I just see all these motherfuckers like being such assholes about like, oh, you're charging this much. It's like, yeah, dude. But also like I work a lot more, you know, like tattooing. That's what a lot, like it, it seems cool. Right. Like a lot of people think like, oh, tattooing would be sick. I mean, your customer today, like we were we were chopping it up. He was like, he's like, yo dude, if I could tattoo, I wish like, dude, that, that sounds like such a sick job. It's like, yeah, dude, it is, it is tight that you get to like do like, you just get to have fun, you know, like it is fun, you know, but at the same time, it's like, it was fun is a lot of fucking work, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of homework. You know, I, and that's, that's the big thing is like, how were you at homework whenever you were growing up? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're like, I didn't do it. Well, you're, yeah, you know, like, well, maybe this isn't the career for you, you know? Yeah, because it is homework every single day. Every and day. Every day you're thinking about the tattoos you did, the tattoos you have to do, you know? So I started I started recently, like probably in the last like couple of years, like I don't look at, unless I set a notification for myself, like, oh, you got you to gotta figure this shit out like beforehand. For the most part though, like I don't agree to tattoos that I my my rule of thumb is like if i can't draw it in an hour i probably shouldn't be tattooing it you yeah. know what i mean yeah of course so i mean and i mean you guys know what my tattoos look like they're not like these intricate i don't do full sleeves i don't do like even full half sleeves well really. you did you did you know? a beautiful you finished a beautiful uh full half sleeve today which was amazing well thank you it man. was very cool yeah yeah, yeah that was... only took him like 10 minutes to draw on an iPad. So <laughs> like, an hour is a long time on an iPad. It, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But you know, like but you know, it does it does uh, you know, certain things shouldn't I mean, to me for what I'm doing is mostly like bangers, you know? Like yeah, I'm of doing a tattoo. I start a tattoo and I finish it that day. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Well, all, and, all and, your tattoos are bangers. Yeah. But they're also well, bangers. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. But it's like, you know, it's it's you know, I'm, I'm trying to do tattoos that don't take me longer than three hours. Yeah. That's, of course. that's like my, that's, that's as my long as I'll house. tattoo in one set. Yeah. In one set. Yeah. Sitting. I don't really like tattooing for longer. I mean, I had a, a guy that I did like a Polynesian leg sleeve on that. I sat and drew the right. whole thing. And like, I think I heard about that guy. He looks like Sergeant Dokes. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. I heard about that guy. You heard about him. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's cool as fuck, dude. Yeah. But he's very serious fucking dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I would sit there and I would draw on him and then see if he was cool with it. And then like, we just went back and forth, but you know, he, he was telling me, he was like, dude, no one around here or anywhere I've looked is down to do Polynesian stuff. And I, I'm really good friends with, uh, this dude, Kiwi Burt. 
Mm-hmm. Um, he does incredible uh, Polynesian stuff. You were wearing his shirt yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's my good bud, and he's, like, shared with me, like, a bunch of books. Like, because one thing, like, if I wasn't tattooing traditional, I would tattoo Polynesian stuff. Wow. Because I love I love that. I love that stuff. I think it looks so strong. I think it works with the body well. I, I just think it's beautiful, Absolutely. you know? yeah. And um, so he shared with me, like, a bunch of books, and I've, I've done uh, a little bit of research. Not, I wouldn't say a lot of research, because that dude's done a lot of research. He's the kind of guy that... Like he would do like, cause when I was just in Vegas, uh, I went and guest spotted at his shop cause I wanted to go or not his shop, the shop he works at. Um, I wanted to go hang out with him and everybody there does Polynesian stuff, you know? Wow. Yeah. And so the vibe was cool as fuck, dude. It was really chill vibe. Um, they like listen to like reggae all day, you know, it was like <laughs> reggae gangster rap and Sick. like, just like, just like kind of more mellow shit, yeah. you know? And they're all just like sitting there just drawing on Polynesian shit. They do like one tattoo a day and that's all they do, you know, and they just grind on that fucker, you know? So this, this dude that came in and got tattooed, he was like, nobody wants to do Polynesian stuff. I was like, I love Polynesian stuff. I would love to do that. The one thing I will say though, is like, I tattoo really fast, you know? So I'm going to have to charge you for the drawing because I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, dude, the drawing and figuring it out, that's what's going to take me the most time because the tattooing is not going to take me that right. long. You know? Yeah. And so uh, I don't even know what the fucking point was because I went on all these tangents. Damn it. I lose track of my you're, you're You're calling back to the previous conversation about how if you're a fast tattooer, all yeah. the prep work so doesn't account for the it. money. Like yeah. He was sitting there for my prep work, so he had to pay for it. And he agreed to it. You yeah. Know? And it ended up being like the whole leg sleeve. Actually, when I told uh, when I told Bert how much I charged him, he was like, "Yeah, that's that's about how much a Polynesian leg sleeve so, costs." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you're like, thank God." Yeah, I used to work at a shop where um, they would charge for drawing time um, when they're drawing on the person. You know, not not. I think that's fair. Yeah. But they would they would charge like a, an amended rate, so it'd be like fifty an hour, okay. not two hundred an hour. Right. You know, um, just. Because they'll be drawn for two two hours, three hours. It's still part of your time, you know, but it's not the tattoo time itself, right? You know, and uh, I think it's smart for us specifically because I, you know, a lot of times we're artists, so we're like we have a, a an issue with ego, you know, and and uh, a lot a lot a lot of folks like uh, kind of belittle themselves in in a way oh you yeah know? yeah and they may not think that oh i'm just tattooing i'm not changing the world that was one thing that my mentor always told me he's like you're just tattooing you're not changing the world right you need to remember that yeah you know because ego is it's like this kind of weird pendulum where like a lot of times we have this ego where it's like real big because we think we're awesome and people in town think we're cool whatever whatever and then, but it swings the other way as an artist, you like are very down on yourself. You do a tattoo that you hate, but everybody else around you thinks is, is fucking awesome. And you just see this one little thing and you're like, dude, it's terrible, you know? Yeah. And so we have this like kind of weird pendulum back and forth, but, uh, we don't always value our time the way that, that we should, you know? And I think, I think that's uh real crucial, you know, especially nowadays, you know, we don't, 
we were t- you and I were talking earlier about retirement. We were talking about investments. We were talking about healthcare. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't get any of that. Yeah. You know, um, and you know, for the most part, we make pretty good money, but none of those safety nets are there. Yeah. You know, and I think that I think it's really smart to take a like a full like a full view like step outside of tattooing and step outside of ego and look at the snapshot of your career, you know? And yeah, we get paid like some would say an exorbitant amount of money per hour to do what we do. But people also don't see those hours that we're working at home or the hours in between appointments or, you know, things like that where we're not getting healthcare, you know? So a lot of us have a partner who is, you know, more of a square, you know, that, that has like a regular job and they have healthcare and we get healthcare through them or, you know, they have the 401k and we have like Roth IRAs, but most of us really have a, (laughs) most of us really have a safe with a bunch of cash in it. You know, (laughs) it's tough for sure. There are, you know, like I definitely will, will talk to you more because I think, I think that you and I are going to be really good friends. You know, I came up here to, to welcome and, and dude, I tell you, these fucking guys just like day one, it seemed like everybody was a little like standoffish, you know, just like getting the lay of me. And, um, but day two, it was like, we, like we've been tattooing Bro, together day for one, like five was I years. Standoffish? <laughs> no, you, for like, no, absolutely. Eric was not. No, it was just like, <laughs> no, like, like Co- no. Cohen and Morgan just got back from the beach and they both were a little sunburned, you know? So, yeah, yeah. you know, just, just like that. But no, Eric comes up to me and goes, Hey, can I ask, can I ask you a question? And I was like, Oh yeah. About my, about my hand. And he goes, yeah, dude. Uh, my dad has one foot. <laughs> and I was like, sick. I love that. <laughs> I thought it was great. It was a really good, like breaking the ice moment, you know? Well, like, cause you know, there's the elephant of you only have one arm in the room. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. Like, absolutely. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend that I don't see the, that you don't yeah, have I, I, one arm. Dude, you know? I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. that. People so listening are like, Oh, that's why he's called One Arm Willie because we've that's gone this what, long yeah, without talking right. about his what, abs and arms. What's your business card say, or what'd you say it says? Oh, uh, taking over tattooing single-handedly. That's what. <laughs> that's so good. It does awesome, open yeah. you up to such a world of sick puns. Oh, absolutely. And <laughs> dude, uh, I, I think, guess if you're willing to lean into it. Yeah, I think the first pun that I ever got was by this kid, Michael Ponder. Uh, Pond- you can, Ponder? Michael Ponder. Michael Ponder. Yeah, Ponder. Ponder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can bleep his name out if yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, um, you. Well, but it's up to you. Yeah, it, it might. It, I don't know. Whatever. So, anyways, uh, he used to call me Captain Hookless in fifth grade. Oh my god! I wanted to strangle that motherfucker. Of and, and every day that we walked home, we would get in a fight. Every <laughs> single day, because um, he was just a just a douche. But I heard later. After I, uh, you know, moved back to Columbia, because that's where I met him was in Columbia, uh, that he was a carpenter and uh, he, he lost his arm in he, a carpenter. He accident. cut off four of his no fingers. Fucking oh, idiot. Way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> karma, for, dude. Dude. It I was, don't believe in karma, but sometimes I do. It was sometimes, so crazy, dude. dude. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was so nuts. So uh, congratulations, Michael Ponder. Wow. Well, <laughs> I hate that he made your life hell, but also... I hope he's doing all right. No, that was like you the know? first. That was the first one-handed uh, nickname that I had, other than One Arm Willie. I, think, I guess I'm just gonna go ahead and be the one to ask the question. That gives a little bit of context. So obviously, you haven't had an arm for a 
very extended period of time. Right. Yeah. Tell exactly. him one of your stories. Yeah. He t- he was telling me he he, cause oh, he dude, tells people I'm sh- different oh, fucking stories that's my, all so the time. So that's my favorite shit with tattoos because yeah, yeah. obviously someone at a bar girl comes over yanks your hand it's like what is that does that mean something yeah then, right yeah. or like some drunk dude at the party be like oh that's sick what is that what yeah does no, that dagger mean? normally it happens the other way it's like it's like drunk dudes are grabbing girls you know but um with me it, a lot of a lot of times i get questions you know and especially if i have a rapport with a client you know somebody comes in and and we just you know click instantly uh i always i i get a lot of questions or it, it'll be somebody that's like really timid and then, like, closer to the end of the tattoo, they'll ask. They finally feel comfortable. Yeah. It's taken, like, 90% of the tattoo. Yeah, like, exactly. Hey, exactly. so listen. Um, so I was wondering. And, uh, you know, it, you always know, like, by the way that they're, like, it's almost like watching somebody try to double dutch. You know, they're, like, <laughs> trying to dip their toe into asking. They don't know. But exactly. they don't want to get whacked with that beaded rope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know exactly how to ask. But um, there's, a, there's a really good story I told Eric. Uh, what was it? yesterday or the day before we were just like bullshitting or whatever and uh i used to tattoo in in silva which is right outside of cherokee right and um i was tattooing and yeah just some random person and you know like telling them the 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 like real story is not very exciting so uh, you know i've always kept people on their toes like one time i told there there you <laughs> for 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 folks that are a little bit older, there used to be these, uh, this show, you know, uh, on TV is like, like crazy accidents caught on camera or whatever. Uh-huh. And, uh, there was one of a kid that fell off a Ferris wheel oh. and you just like, you see the whole thing where he falls out oh of the Ferris God. wheel and he hits something and then he like kind of tumbles, tumbles down. down. Yeah. I told people that that was me. I was that kid. <laughs> um, and I lost it when I was six. But I was telling Eric about uh, the situation back in Silva whenever I was tattooing there. And um, somebody asked, and I was like, listen, I was, I was riding my chopper on the Blue Ridge Parkway, you know, and it was late at night. And uh, this fucking bear came out of nowhere. It was giant. And I swerved out of the way, and I hit a guardrail and uh, fucking lost it. And uh, the, the person was speechless. They, could, they couldn't believe it. Anyway, so later that night, I go to this like local bar where I like <laughs> I like to get mac and cheese from, and I got a <laughs> phone call, and uh, and he was like, "Hey man, you still living? You still living in the Smoky Mountains?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, I'm on my way to Sturgis. I'm riding through, and dude, you won't believe it. I fucking had to dodge a bear on the Blue Ridge Parkway. I almost fucking wrecked." He called me seriously four hours later and told me that story. Uh, I, I lost my mind. It was so unbelievable, but yeah, I tell, you I thought tell you people, were doing something with that story and then turns out it happens. Yeah. It was, frequently. it was very wild. It was very wild, but yeah. So, but I had tons and tons of stories, you know, I'd tell people that I was addicted to heroin and it got infected or what, whatever, you know, just like <laughs> just real wild. Straight edge dude. Yeah. Straight edge dude. Yeah. But, uh, just, Anything that you can think of, I'd probably come up with a story about it. it. Especially when I was younger, you know, got attacked by a shark, got attacked by an alligator. Yeah, uh, uh, it's inside your mom. That was that was yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's it's a, a quick one. one. Yeah. Do you uh, and you don't do you correct like do you tell people what actually happened or you just let them live with that story? Most of the time, I let them live with it. That's it's it's tight. a little more fun to have like that weird allure, and I try not to tell people. Like I've, you know, I got interviewed 
uh, by NPR and a couple of like local news. All right, shut it down. Yeah. I didn't realize <laughs> we're we're getting sloppy seconds. No, no not down. at all. You're getting you're boo. Getting, you're getting the good. You're getting the goods because now I'm seasoned. But um, he's been media trained at this point, Eric. Yeah, exactly. No, but um, I. It, everybody always wants like the details of what exactly happened, and it's like I said, it's not as fun. So I like keeping that allure a little bit onto exactly what happened, how it happened, when it happened. You just know. maintain your own folklore. Yeah, it's exactly. It's kind of a way sicker way to do it than yeah, actually if, tell people. I think if the reason re- I got the real story was because because I was like I was trying to chop it up about knowing an amputee very close to me. You yeah. Know? So. I was like, oh, yeah, my dad, like, lost his leg. And you were like, we'll bleep that out just to maintain your oh, story. Oh, sick, cool. Yeah, oh, just, yeah, sorry. I don't yeah, just, spot. J- just make it, like, me the whole We've time. We've done it. We've yeah, done it cool. before. I'll do it again. Yeah, sick. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, it was, it, yeah, I, I, the the best thing about, about Eric is, like, that, like, very authentic person like straight off the bat and like i really click with with that kind of thing so it's crazy because someone you, someone told me that you were stocking a walk-in freezer after hours at a at a um tap room you used to work at and the fridge fellow it wasn't the tap room oh my bad okay. yeah no it wasn't the tap room because uh in at the tap room we had like really big walk-in freezers so uh, that, that's oh yeah, those exactly what yeah. happened dang yeah. someone someone botched it no me. i it was it was in the kitchen and I slipped into like, and my arm went into the fryer, and then I passed out. Oh, that that makes more sense. Yeah. It was Professor Plum in the kitchen with a candlestick. That's exactly what happened. But that's he a crazy the hand off you. Yeah, that's a crazy story actually from a restaurant that I used to work at. Oh, really? Yeah, there was an older gentleman that slipped in oil. Both of his arms went into the fryer, and he passed out. Jesus fucking really and stayed yeah. in the fryer and stayed in the fryer his arms stayed in the fryer and he, they had to amputate his arms yeah, i'm not gonna shit. say what restaurant it was it's a <laughs> it was a very well-known chain huge health Southeast. code violation yeah. yeah yeah it was crunchy though i tell you it so they, pretty yeah good. those are are those still chicken fingers or yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what it is chicken arms <laughs> that's gnarly damn delicious though uh God, my mind, my mind just starts going what, like chicharrones. Is I'm that? just thinking about you guys ever wonder what human meat tastes like? No, <laughs> not once, dude. I think we should. I think we should keep this story in the con- uh, in the in the podcast because I have a crazy, like weird tangent for that. Anyways, continue. Okay, so we can spin it some way. Yeah, we can maybe bleep out names and yeah. shit. But anyways, uh, so so he said. To- he was like, he's like, what would you do? Like you came in because then came back. And was, so anyways, he was like, what if I just blew my brains out in front of you? You know? And then he said, uh, and then he was like, he's like, would you eat my meat or something like that? Or like, would you eat? Would you eat me? Would you take a bite and see what it was like? And then initial reaction wasn't no, that's weird or gross. He was like, no, dude, I'd go, I'd get arrested. <laughs> the implication what? versus yeah. the act. What an amazing it. response! And he was like, "No, I'd get arrested. It's it's illegal. That's illegal to do." And we were like, so "What the sick. fuck?" So you would like, if it wasn't illegal, would you take a bite of somebody that just just died? You know? He's like, "No, no, dude, it's illegal." And I was like, "No, <laughs> like, you're missing it. You're missing it, dude. Are you gonna take a bite of somebody?" <laughs> Like, would you try human meat if it was like right in front of you? 
if it wasn't illegal and then we just like we kind of veered off the topic of but, course yeah well it came back up last night yeah yeah because we still don't know the answer right. well he said he would yeah. last night he said i he know would. for a fact he would because yeah. that was his answer was it's illegal yeah like if that's your only hang up with something like it's illegal <laughs> if it was legal you would do it right. or if no one would know you yeah. would do it yeah that's a, that you know obviously this might kind of be a weird tangent but that's a weird thing in straight edge right now okay it's like, it's okay like, what like weed is starting to become legal in places you know what i mean and so there is a sect of straight edge that is so it's okay, like a it's like a Cali sober straight it's edge. Cali sober, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly same mm. same kind of idea. I I know that's like a weird tangent, but what I was talking about earlier. Well, what do you think, dude? No, I, I think I no. think I think anything that alters the mind. I mean, you know, like, you know, obviously going under anesthesia, you're not allowed to do, right? Yeah. Exactly. Wait, is that a, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, no. bro. I know there's like okay. There is I know some there's crazy stuff. Yeah. I know there's crazy sects of like. Well, some people will be cool with like well, nicotine and cult, caffeine, right? In any cult, similar to straight edge. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, dude. Uh, well, I'm I'm a little bit more. I'm just like, kidding. I'm no, 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 around, no. Dude. I'm I'm not taking any of that personally. Um, I'm more of like a like a minor threat kind of. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe I be- believe that anesthesia shit. It just caught me so <laughs> off guard from my feet that I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, but they're, they, dude, some people are real crazy hardline, you know? Like Amish level And I'm just, edge. I'm just, I'm straight edge not for the community anymore. I'm straight edge for me and, you know, just doing my own thing, you know? I, I, uh, I found straight edge at, at 13, you know, uh, from this dude named Travis. And, uh, it's, it saved me from a life of like trailer park depravity, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. It's good for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's. I think it's good for most people. You know, but, but yeah, yeah. I I think there's a, there's kind of a. There are people that like to take things to the extreme. Yeah. You know, like hardline people, like people that I know. uh, I heard a story about some hardline motherfuckers like burning down a fucking uh, Hell's Angels like clubhouse or something, and then getting murdered after that because you're gonna get found. Yeah, <laughs> Hell's Angels are not. Yeah, they're not fucking with. around. Yeah, um, but that's that's how that's how this crew in Boston started. They were robbing drug dealers, you know. Yeah, and which they were, they is were straight edge. sick. Yeah, I, I agree. Tight. I think I, it's cool. I think that's dope. I think I know I know some should. people that rob drug dealers now, and uh, I mean, uh, they're not it's, straight edge though. <laughs> they're just <robbing laughs> they just drug do it. They just yeah. are robbing people who happen to be drug. Dealers. Yeah, because that's where the. But at the money same time, like the morality of it is like that money is has still been spent on shit that like if you're robbing a drug dealer, the that money is still tainted. Yeah, of course, of course. So it's like I don't know, it's kind of weird, but it's tight to fucking stick it to a drug dealer. Yeah, especially like like people that hustle weed. I don't give a fuck. You know yeah, what I mean? Of course. But if you're like selling crack if to you're like a pregnant your fucking lady, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Like or slinging like fentanyl or something. Yeah, something like yeah, that too, where you, or or you know that there's a possibility of what you're pushing yeah, or, could, or, yeah. like meth I, I think that's that's a tough one that's a tough one around Colombia. meth and heroin are real big uh, and it just it bothers me you know like i've had a number of people in my social circle pass away from heroin so yeah you know and then the meth people are at your local walmart or you know wherever yeah i mean i had a i had a homie die from uh 
from a heroin overdose when I was 17, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that shit has been around. And that's like part of the reason I grew up or that's part of the reason I didn't want my daughter to grow up out in Vegas because yeah. you're just exposed to like all this shit. And it was like, like, I remember I was driving around a bunch of homies and I smelled some chemically smell mm-hmm. in the back seat. And I, I was like, immediately, you know that feeling that you get when something's not good? Yeah, like oh, yeah. that bad feeling? Oh, yeah. And so I got that bad feeling. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And I look back, and they're like smoking some shit out of some tinfoil, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, we're just some Roxy's, dude. It's, it's all good, you know? And I was like, get the fuck out of my car. Are you yeah. fucking kidding? You know? Like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that. But it was just so normalized. Like, yeah. they didn't even think it was like, it, it was like weed. It was like yeah. drinking a beer or yeah. like something like that, you know? It's like, it's like the, that scene from A Bronx Tale. You ever watch A Bronx Tale? You know, when they're all in the yeah. car, you know, about to go. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Smash that, the Molotovs in, into that business. And then, uh, and then, Chaz Palminteri's character comes and grabs C out of the car and smacks him around a little bit. And then they all get blown up, essentially. Yeah. Like all set, in, set on fire in the car. Yeah, it's crazy. It's kind of the same sort of scenario. You're watching your friends do that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's, that's, that's tough. So we were talking about um, shooting himself in the shop. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think our shop in Columbia has a ghost because of Holy that. Holy shit. Okay, yeah. So there used to be a tattoo shop in our location before we opened our shop in that location. And it was it was just Was like, it right before or was there something in between? No, or? not in between, but it did have a couple of months of nothing there. But so it was a it was a like so one, it was already set up for a tattoo shop. Yeah, but it was it was just a dog shit shop, you know. Like it it was uh, one of the first shops, if not it's either the first or second. I think it's the first shop in South Carolina uh, after it became legal to tattoo in Columbia again. And um, it, it was run by this, this guy, Mike. And, you know, it's just, just kind of like a, a scab shop, you know? Like yeah. they would, this is the kind of stuff they would do. They would send a bus to the military base uh, in town and then pick all the kids up and then bring them to the shop in this, in this bus. And then those kids would all get tattooed at the shop and they didn't care if they were underage or not, because on your military ID, your birthday is on the back of your ID. So they would just photocopy the front of it, you know, and they then plead ignorance. Right. Exactly. If anything happened. Yeah. And they would just, they would hustle this and they would pay the bus driver like X amount, her person that he would bring or whatever, you know, anyways. Um, and so they would just have people, there was like a, a huge rush or a flood of people to Columbia from different cities, uh, like outside the U S or what, or within the U S but outside the state of South Carolina. Um, and so they, they always just had whoever there, you know, nobody who was, who was really good. And, uh, they would just tattoo as many people as they could. And, Nobody had a real set station, you know, you would just kind of rotate in the stations or whatever. Anyway, so it was like kind of one of those shops where there wasn't a ton of integrity or anything like that. And there was this dude, Mike, who was like the manager slash owner. They never really knew, like people that worked in the, in, in Columbia didn't know what his status was legally with the shop. But, 
um, everybody said he was the manager slash owner and people started coming into work late, like very consistently. And he told, he told everybody at the shop, he's like, we're going to play Russian roulette. If you guys keep coming to coming to work late, if you're not on time God. <laughs> and you know, uh, they, one day somebody came in and he said that and the guy started laughing. He goes, you think that shit's funny? And he pulled the pistol out, spun it, pulled the trigger, blew his brains out right in the shop. God. And me and one of the owner's dads did a lot of the work in the shop to get it built. And we were pulling out drywall and I found the bullet and I still have the bullet. No fucking shit. way. Yeah. yeah. You have the bullet. I have the bullet. It's in a frame at my house. And uh, one day, I, I just gotten off the phone with one of the owners, and he was saying that he was on his way to the shop. And I heard the door open, and then he walked in the shop, and we're just chatting. I'm painting, you know. Uh, we had these ceiling tiles, and I was painting the ceiling tiles, and I was standing on a ladder, and I was just talking to him. I had a full-on conversation, and I was waiting for his response. And I turned to look, and nobody was there. Oh, you hadn't looked at him? Well, I saw him out of, out of, out of Corner, my periphery. Yeah. yeah. And I heard the door open, and I heard him walk in, and I'm just talking to him because he said he was on his way. And I turned and looked, and nobody was there. It was real crazy. And then he came in later? Yeah, later he did. But I think it was Mike's ghost. Whoa. Yeah, it was But you didn't hear anything back. No, he didn't talk to me back, but I saw, I absolutely saw him come. And you were like, hey, we're just yeah, like, yeah. sitting here. Like, yeah, yeah. Just like painting just this. We might have to like do this. Yeah, or there's some stuff that we got to take care of. You know, like I was able to paint all of this stuff, but, you know, over there in the, in the clean room, blah, blah, blah. Oh, shit. And I called him immediately. I go, dude, were you here at the shop? He's like, no. I was like, what? And then, like, once I told everybody at the shop that... That's they, when people started seeing more shit? Or? Yeah, they, they start feeling stuff. Like, getting touched on the neck or, you know, somebody pushed a guy from behind the other day and nobody was in the shop with him. Yeah, it's real wild. Wow. So you believe in ghosts? I don't not believe in ghosts. There you go. Okay, it's fair. Do you believe in ghosts, Sam? I don't know, man. Wow, dude. I'm undecided. I got some fucking ghost stories, my bros. Yeah. I'm undecided. I 100% believe in I mean, ghosts. I love ghost stories and all that. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, like, <sighs> there's got to be some part of our dimensions and reality that's crazy. So, that yeah. I mean, that doesn't sound like the craziest one. That's true. I haven't had anything like that where it's like, uh, what's it called? I've had, uh, I've, I've, I've seen a couple like residual hauntings, like where it's like, you know, maybe like, uh, old timey thing like not not what i've seen but like old timey thing like actually i did have one where it was like intelligent um do you want should i tell a ghost do story? it why not dude i'll start telling them you start you you start telling them i'll start telling them all right bro okay so <clears throat> i was dating this girl <clears throat> sorry ashley um i was dating this girl uh and i she, her uncle was a uh, Elvis impersonator. He made good money being an Elvis impersonator Sick. in in Vegas. Of yeah, course, of you're course. Make, um, he met he met Elvis at one time. He was like the third best Elvis impersonator <laughs> in the world. You know, and all three of them were in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure <laughs> all of them were in Vegas. You know, but he was a very good Elvis impersonator, and he was like he was an older cat. You know, he was like uh, my grandparents or no. He's a little older than my parents. Um, but anyways, doesn't matter. 
So we went and stayed like we would go and like have pool parties at his house and like, you know, it was it was cool. He's very good people. Um but one time he him and his wife were gonna go on vacation. And they had just had uh the wife's uh it was her uncle, right? So yeah, the wife's mother had passed away and she was staying with them. And so like they like that like they were taking care of her or whatever. And so they decided, okay, she passed away. We should go on a vacation. You know, we spent a lot of time like taking care of her. Or right. Yeah. And so she had her own room. It was the guest room. Right. And she seemed like a funny lady, you know, like I had never met her, but in her room, because they left it kind of how she had it because she had like just passed away like a month before. And right. they were just like, didn't have the heart to change it. The room was entirely pink. Um, she had a glass cabinet with a bunch of like dildos and like sex toys, you know, she was like a, like a collector of like dick shaped objects, you know? So like she had like a, like a koozie with dicks on it or like, you know, there was some dildos and like some like, you know, it was just like yeah, fun little like, like trinket kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It was like funny shit. Like a know? coffee mug that like poured milk out of the, out of the yeah, penis or yeah. whatever. Right. So it was all like dick <laughs> shit, you know, yeah. it was funny. Like I was looking at the cabinet. I was like, dude, dude, this is like some funny shit. I don't even know where she found like some of this stuff. Right. You know? And so it wasn't like a bunch of like these like, the Antique latest dildos. and greatest yeah, like, yeah, yeah. dildos like <laughs> right. vibrators and shit yeah. it wasn't like that it was like you know the fun, Sibian like, or whatever yeah yeah <laughs> it was like a it was like more like fun kind yeah. of dick shit you know so I made I had the assumption that she was just like a funny lady you know and um so you open the cabinet and she bumps your arms no like, what, what'd you think bro? yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah right no so she uh so so we we were staying at their house because they had dogs and so um we stayed the night the first night we stayed the night um we put up like the little dog gate in at the at the door of the room and we were staying in her old room you know because because that was the guest room and right. like that was God, uh, that has to be know? so weird it was it was kind of some weird energy but at the same time i was like you know this lady just passed away maybe i'm just kind of feeling weird because like i'm in her space or whatever and so we we fell asleep i wake up and i look at the i look at the clock because i wake up to the dog whining and uh, i look at my phone and it's like uh it's like three o'clock in the morning like on the dot and uh i hear the dog whining and the dog is like just staring up you know and i'm like hey you know like i was like hey quiet down you know like whatever it's okay everything's fine you know and um and then uh he's he's still whining then he starts kind of like barking you know and so then i wake up my girlfriend and i was like hey uh dogs like should i take him out like what should i do you know and she's like yeah, yeah, take him out, you know, like, you know, well, she's asleep, you know, so she's like, yeah, take him out, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, and so I go, I take the dog out, he doesn't pee, do anything, and then I bring him back in, I go back to bed, and he's still whining, and I'm like, dude, he's not, he's, he's not stopping whining, and she's like, that's weird, and she, like, kind of wakes up a little bit more, and she's like, hey, calm down, you know, whatever, and uh, then finally, he just, like, lays back down, he's fine, and so I go back to sleep. So that was kind of weird, you know, whatever. And uh, the next morning, we're, like, hanging out at the house, you know, playing house because we're boyfriend and girlfriend, like, pretty fairly new, like, boyfriend and girlfriend. And uh, then that night, we go back to bed. I wake up again. 
He's whining. I look at my phone. It's three o'clock in the morning. Exactly. Again, you know, he's whining. He's looking up. And, and that time I was like, this is kind of weird. You know, like the time exactly the same. He's doing exactly the same thing. So I go to start waking my girlfriend up and the TV turns on. That's in Get the room. Get out of here. I swear. Ooh. Like TV to the white, on. to the fuzz? It is. Oh, yeah. it's got to be yeah, the fuzz. Yeah, because it's not connected to any. Yeah, Poltergeist. Anything. I saw yeah. that movie. Yeah. So it's just like kind of fuzzing and, and the volume's really loud. And, I, and I was all like, of a sudden you hear, Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds then, like uh, you're telling us the plot line of a movie. Yeah, I so mean, it might be a movie. Sources. Maybe maybe I just uh, watched a movie and then it just lodged the <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But no, uh, so then, um, so that shit's happening. He's whining. Now he's barking. I went to go wake her up. As I was waking her up, the TV turned on. She's like, hey, turn off the TV. And so I'm looking for the remote. I didn't fucking turn it on. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't turn it on. <laughs> so I'm looking for the remote. It's on the nightstand right there, right? And so I, I grab the remote. And I'm pushing the button, and it's not turning off. Like, the power button, it's not turning Get off. Get out of here, And dude. he's barking and all this shit. And she's like, and she immediately is like, oh, I think that's my aunt, whatever. I forget her name. It's like, I think that might be my aunt, whatever. And I was just like, the fuck? Where, you know? where, where is she? <laughs> and so then she, then she says, hey, aunt, whatever, like, to the, you know, to whatever. She's like, hey, aunt, whatever, you're kind of scaring us. Can you please stop? And immediately the TV turns off. Ooh. Get the fuck out of here, dude. And so then I was like, and she's like, she's like, oh my God, it was my aunt, you know, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not sleeping here. And so yeah. then we, we <laughs> no, got out of no, bed and we drove all the way to her house and I'm just shaking the whole time. I'm like, I gotta get the fuck out of here, you know? And uh, then we just fall asleep in her house and then she's like hey i got another two nights do you want to stay the night i'm like no yeah no thanks i was like are do you feel comfortable staying the night there she's like yeah i mean like i didn't feel like i felt a kind of a warmth you know from her because like that's my great aunt you know yeah that's sweet and so she's like i don't think there's anything to be scared of i'm like i'm i'm terrified i don't know there's one main thing it's the the ghost of your aunt that's still there like i don't want to deal with it and it's kind of making me feel weird that you're okay with it (laughs) well it did kind of make me feel weird but at the same time it's her great aunt that she had like this really good relationship with she's like this sweet person that's kind of funny like yeah and it might help her like yeah and she was like she was like completely like she was like i'm not i'm not scared in the slightest yeah i'm actually comforted by it you know and I was like, well, you go get your comfort on, girl. Yeah. Because my ass is going back <laughs> I'll home. be here watching Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sleep literally anywhere else. Yeah. In the car. So that was terrifying. Yeah, I bet. <clears throat> but that's what started me with, like, understanding. Well, no. No, I had, like, some other shit happen. But that was, like, one. Because a lot of stuff happened when I was, like, younger in Mexico. And, uh... And that kind of shit, I kind of like, I'm like, I don't know if I really remember that correctly. This one, I 100% remember correctly. Speaking of things like when you're younger and not remembering correctly, I used to, you know, and seeing like, I don't know what you call them. They're not premonitions, but they're like, uh, I don't know. You just, apparitions? Apparitions. That's it. Yeah. Thank you. Big Th- ghost guy. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> um, I used to sit at the breakfast bar in our house and I would look out the back door and I would just see like people dressed. I know this is gonna sound fucking insane, but I was like, I was like, old timey, yeah, dressed old timey, just walking by, like it was like a, 
This is going to sound nuts. Like, no, that's that's what I'm talking about. That's yeah. like residual shit. Yeah, like you know they, I mean? they were walking onto... Their energy has imprinted yeah. this earth, and they will like just show up yeah. doing whatever the fuck... But they have no like if you were to shout at them or if you were yeah. to do anything like it would not matter because yeah. they're just existing on a different timeline. Right, right, in know? a different plane, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, but I was a little kid and I would just watch these people. They looked like they were walking in a single file line onto the Titanic. You know, like yeah. they like they had that kind of garb. You know. Yeah. That shit sounds so, so crazy. It sounds crazy, but at the same time, it's like. I mean, that's I don't why know. I don't tell anybody about it. You can't, I feel I mean, you insane. Can't, well, you can't discount it. You know, I think that that shit is, uh, I think that shit's real, man. You know, I mean, some people are probably like, oh, I don't know about all that, you know, yeah. but yeah. you know, I have a question, um, you know, like, cause they say like when you're younger, your mind is a little more, yeah, for sure. You know, flexible Susceptible. or whatever. Yeah. And you said that happened to you in Mexico. Do you think that culture is a little more accepting? One hundred percent of that, and maybe very, very. It's a culture that's very superstitious, of course, yeah, and very like very accepting of that kind of stuff. So I that mean, part like of your you brain Dia wasn't de los Muertos, you know, yeah, like of course you have like all that kind of shit where, like, definitely your ancestors come and visit you. You know, like that's just part of like you just. It's a known thing. It's not like a. Oh, do you believe in this? It's like people that are like stone cold, like atheists, like in that culture. It's like, that's what I've grown up with. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's ingrained in the culture for sure. So cool. <clears throat> I love that. I wish, I wish we were a little more accepting of stuff like that, you know, in American culture, you know? Well, it's kind of weird. Like in, in, in American slash white culture, it's like very, uh, very skeptical of things that, might be more true and then very more receptive of like conspiracy theories and like crazy shit that maybe yeah, of course is like uh super fringe outlandish. maybe yeah yeah, yeah. Dude, you don't think the rockefellers are ruling every part of the world i though? thought you were going to talk about the rock i thought uh... <laughs> he's not he's not real either he's a ai the rock yeah dwayne yeah, the rock he might be yeah a, he uh -huh. might be a, yeah i think you're mm -hmm. right he's a plant dude you guys see that fucking uh black mirror episode i did not i don't watch that you, which one creeps me out because I've seen most of them. The newest newest uh, season? Which first, one? The first episode? It's like the one where uh, <clears throat> she like starts uh, watching her life on Netflix. Spoiler oh, alert. Yeah. Spoiler no, alert. No, 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 no. Yeah, Julia is awful or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, maybe her name is not Julia. Joan is awful. Joan is awful. Yep. Yeah. That shit was tight. I think that was just Netflix getting their rocks off. Like, yeah, oh, they, we're they them. Like to like to mm -hmm. put themselves in their. We're so ingrained in culture that They're, Netflix is like the fucking Quentin Tarantino of fucking. You know what I mean? Putting themselves is in it, their it, own. Is shit. it Inception like? Essentially, yeah. yeah. So the the whole pr it's not going to spoil anything, but if you don't want to be spoiled, just skip forward a minute. Um, essentially, there's this lady who is a higher up in some sort of company, and she has this temperament that's very. She's very dry, very serious. Yeah. And then um, she ends up having to like lay people off in her role, whatever, and comes across rude to a bunch of people. Um, and then she goes home and she turns on a Netflix show with like her husband or whatever. And it's like a picture of her. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, he's like, oh, we got to watch it. And then it, it replays her entire day. Whoa, but it's, but it's it has, her played as it's Salma her, Hayek. So Salma, Salma Hayek, Hayek is playing her, but it has the same hairstyle same everything wow. it's called jonah she's got like a weird weird bleached hair that's yep. very like you wouldn't mistake it for right, anybody right, and it's right. got her name on it 
and then it goes through and dr- dramatizes the whole thing to make her look even worse yeah. than yeah. she actually did because she actually felt awful about all the stuff. And then it ties into her personal life and like all this other. It's yeah, That's interesting. It's one of those. All right. So this is the Green Soap podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. And um, <laughs> no, this is Black Mirror, the yeah. companion show. No, no, no. So, but I, I want to flip it on you guys. You know, like I'm sure you guys, yeah, I sat around maybe. It, or you didn't, and thought about questions to ask me, but I want to ask you guys questions. How did you guys meet? The internet. Really? Mm-hmm. Elaborate. This is a podcast. So, uh, <laughs> I started... <laughs> um, over the course of Eric and his content creator, Heyday, I interacted with some of his videos and caught his videos pretty early on. And then, at some point, he followed me back from videos I was making or just interacting with his videos. And I, the first thing I'd do if I'd see someone making like... Let me make it abundantly clear. I had never seen any of your videos. No, nah, you'd seen all of them, bro. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. You guys um, were dating. So I had a, at that point, I had a couple pop-offs. So I know he probably saw at least one of them. Um, but the first thing I do when I see people making like sketch videos or making those like kind of meme tattoo yeah, videos, I'll go course. look at their tattoos. Um and so I looked at his and I was like, oh, they're like really good. Like I'd love to get tattooed by him. And then I like went to his Instagram and he was in Vegas and I was like, oh, well, that's don't know when I'm going to ever be in Vegas. Right. And so through following him, like liking each other's shit or whatever, I saw that he, I guess this is a year ago now. I don't know. The timetable is all mixed together, but he was yeah, like, COVID he was, really yeah, he was up, like, yeah. oh, he sent a, something of like a U-Haul saying that he's moving. And I was like, oh man, I wonder where he's moving to. Yeah. Like that would like maybe it's somewhere east. I probably not because he's in Vegas. I figured he'd probably go into like San Diego or somewhere. Right. Um, like another hub. And LA maybe. And then it popped up. Like one of the things he tagged was Durham. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I somehow figured out I was like, Oh, you're moving to Durham? And he's like, Yeah, I'm moving to Durham. I'll be out there in like February or something. And then um or something. That's the exact month yeah. I moved. I whatever and (laughs) so then at that point I I don't think he had tied the two together from Instagram from TikTok maybe but then I'd like set up a tattoo Mm -hmm. got tattooed by him and then the bromance and then at that point then he tied the two together and he was like oh what the fuck why didn't you say anything yeah because when he got tattooed when he got tattooed he just came in got something really cool he was a super cool dude and I immediately was like and you know I'm I'm over here on the prowl. Like I need to. F- He's I hungry to, for clients at this I point. Need of to, yeah, I'm like need to find clients. Need to find homies. I yeah. gotta find like my my your people. tribe. Yeah, yeah. I need I to you. find my people out here. And immediately I was like, oh, Sam is definitely my kind of people. You right. Know? Yeah, you guys hugged whenever he came in. Yeah, dude, oh, yeah this dude. is one Hadn't of my best in a month. Months, you guys are real good friends. Yeah. yeah, I love him a lot. It's not just for the podcast. They no. really are good friends. Yeah. And so then, uh, so then. You know, he he got tattooed. He left, and uh, I think I had taken a picture of your tattoo, and I wanted to find you on social media to send it to you or something like that. Or I, I think I followed up and was like, "Hey, man, thanks!" Like it was yeah, that's awesome tattoo, yeah. or like ta- took a picture and tagged or something. Yeah, and then I saw his social media, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is fucking Diet Sam that I've like talked to a bunch on on uh, TikTok and like all this stuff." And so. Uh, so then I was like, that's kind of cool that you didn't like just nerd out about like all the 
shit we've talked before. You know, right. Like you yeah, just yeah, came yeah. and had an actual human. Yeah. There was that, that authenticity there. Like yeah. I was speaking about earlier. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, he could have been a dick. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you could, never yeah, know. Could have. Yeah. So he was like, well, I mean, me out. what you got 30 over 30,000 Instagram followers. I'm sure your TikTok is crazy too. Yeah. It's it, like 120. Well, yeah. It's yeah. not that great. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, there could be yeah, definitely an ego associated with that. But, you know, like I said, when I got here, it was just like everybody was like very open, very transparent, very engaging when it came to, you know, like I just sat down for like 20 minutes the other day, yesterday, talking to David about how he does these like stipple portraity kind of tattoos that he yeah, does cool. that are so cool, you know, and the dude just. Hey, this is, I didn't even ask. He's like, this is how many drops in this. This is how many drops in this. This is how I do this. You know, I run my machine at the, this volts, you know, blah, 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 you know, whatever. And just like, and I didn't even like go down that path, like asking how intricate he does everything. And he was just so transparent and, and really just like loves tattooing. And that's how everybody here is. You know, they're so cool about everything oh let me see what you're drawing what are you working on blah 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 like everybody here is like that but hey, you know let's get back to you guys so no no that, but that's dude what, this like, is where the like, npr media media training is coming in dude. yeah right he's fucking flipping us yeah but uh so actually today when i was working on that half sleeve or whatever right you came by and you were like hey oh you like that machine yeah. i was using right we both know the one yeah i'm not gonna say it of course um Hey man, hey, reach out to us. We do have some spots for sponsorship. So, anyways, let's continue. Let's go. Actually, Max, I think would would fucking sponsor it. But uh, anyways, um, I'm good friends with uh, Max. Oh, Me okay, and him cool. Talk a lot on yeah. social media and stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, I was uh, Max. You, I really want to try that machine out. I haven't bought one yet though. Continue. You want to try it tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Try I'd tomorrow too. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, you can borrow it. I actually have an extra, so you can just like use it all day Sick. if you want. Yeah, I would love that. Um, but uh, yeah, the gal I was tattooing, she was like, "Hey, so like that was kind of cool how you just told him what machine you're using and like the volts you run it at and like all right. that stuff, you know." Exactly. And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, dude, like I'm not fucking." And she's like, "Are there no like trade secrets and tattoos?" I was like, "Yeah, there are a fuck ton. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like this is like that is specialized information that I right. gave him. You know, yeah, of like course. not saying like, oh, I'm giving him like some secret. No, but, no. But no. at the same time, like it kind of is like, yeah. yeah like I'm gonna tell you, like if you ask me and you're around me yeah. and I like you, yeah, I'm definitely gonna fucking tell you. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, it's a little gatekeepery, but you know, on. For people who are cool, it's not at all, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, I love that's it. all you gotta. That's all you gotta be. Yeah, you know? just be cool, man. Just I be mean, cool. nothing, not literally nothing was given to me when I started learning how to right. tattoo. You right. know, like a couple things from the guys that I learned from, but I basically just had to watch and try to like figure yeah. it out, you know, and be a sponge and soak it up. Yeah. yeah, that's what I try to do. I am the world's most mediocre tattooer. I'm the best one-handed tattooer in the world, but I'm the world's most mediocre tattooer. How many yeah. one-handed tattooers are there? To be honest with you, like there are some really fucking killer tattooers and I'm bullshitting. You know, I'm not the best. It's it's just like a fun, like kitschy thing that no, I say. No, no, I get no, I no, get no, that. no. I'm just I, wondering, yeah, like yeah, well, I'm I'm playing into into that. There are a ton of real there's this girl named Stevie. I, I don't know her. Nix. No, no, she she's <laughs> awesome, music. but she does not tattoo. 
Um, Stevie Randall, I think that's her name. Um, she tattoos out West and she's into choppers and stuff. And I've tried to reach out to her and, uh, just like to chop it up a little bit, you know, um, because she, she had something happen and she can't use one of her arms. Um, she's not one handed, but she has, uh, like an immobilization of one of her arms. So she's like a, a one-handed tattooer, but she doesn't have one hand. Do you understand what well, I mean? Well, can she even use She her can't arm? use it at all. She can't use it to stretch anything. And she does fucking sick tattoos. Just killer, killer tattoos. So she, but she can't tattoo like ribs. I don't know. I, I've never seen her tattoo ribs. But the stuff that she does, fucking awesome. And they're all like bikery, rad. They sick. Got, they got like real, it's real raw kind of stuff. I, I love it. I'm a... I'm a real big fan of hers. Um, there's the claw. I don't know if you, yes, you know that. Yes, I do know the claw. Yeah. yeah, I actually thought these these paintings right here, yeah. those drawings were, were from, his. Yeah, were from the claw. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's because sick. he's got the same. What's his name? Clem, right? Or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, um, him, and I have talked a little bit. You know, I've asked him some specific questions about how he does particular things, just to. Cause he does like rad Japanese stuff. I almost forgot about the claw, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah he's, he's real fucking sick. Uh, O'Reilly's. O'Reilly's yeah. closed down, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. He was. He's a big. He's a fucking monster in tattooing. Yeah, and there's a cat. Uh, in you know there are a couple of like like less well known you know one handed tattooers. Uh, there was a dude in Augusta for a long time, and everybody thought that I was him because Columbia is only an hour away from Augusta. Um, but I'm definitely not that dude. Uh, but there's a guy in Wilmington that's a one-handed tattooer. I met him at a convention uh, in Asheville, and uh, I walked up to him. I said, I, <laughs> "I said there can be only one," you know, like from the Highlander. Yeah, yeah. Highlander. Um, he's a really nice dude. He lost it in a car accident, um, and he was on the circuit for a while, tattooing the the villain arts. Okay. Um, yeah. Conventions, and he decided to settle down, and uh, he had a, like a really cool setup because uh, he had a buddy of his that would travel with him and he would, his buddy would, you know, if he had to stretch some stuff, he would stretch for him, you know, like if it was like ribs or something, he would get in there with gloves and stuff and stretch for him. Um, and uh, he would run all of the like social media stuff that he was doing while he was tattooing and like booking people's appointments. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, it was very, very cool. And the guy, the guy was really awesome. Like both of those dudes were really, really cool. And, uh, he actually reached out to me. He was like, hey, if you ever need any help with anything, just let me know. You know, I'd love to help you. Um, that dude was actually sponsored by FK Irons, which was real cool. Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I'm starting to, like, kind of travel into the rotary game a little bit more because I think, I think it's a little more efficient for, uh, like, having one hand. You don't have to stretch. Especially. As, you don't have to stretch as yeah, much. Yeah, right, exactly. So I'm starting to, like, dabble. In the, I just bought we yeah, should, yeah, you know, or we can bleep yeah, we'll whatever. Bleep it, but yeah. yeah, I just bought, I just bought that machine, and you know, it's, it's awesome. It's really, really cool, and it really helps me overcome a little bit. I also have a machine uh, by Carlos Rivera, um, who tattoo or Juan Rivera. I apologize. Uh, the tattoos in uh, Texas. Uh, I have a rotary that he made too, and it's awesome. It's really, really cool. But um, I'm gonna set you up tomorrow. I'm gonna give you, or I'm gonna like let you try. Uh, I got a bleep bleep yeah. liner. Mm -hmm. And you can try that. Dan Cuban liner. Um, 
And then didn't he get canceled? Are we allowed to talk about that? Dan Cuban? Yeah, I thought he. I thought everybody, like in 2019 or something like that, everybody was like throwing their Dan Cubans in the trash. Like making, really? Yeah, I thought they were making like YouTube videos of themselves throwing their Cubans in the trash. I don't know. News to me, dude. Dude, I. The tat drama, save it for your mama. I don't. Yeah, do that I don't shit give a fuck. All. I see yeah. plenty of people still tagging those yeah. machines on their Dude. little setup picks. I mean, so. I, they're I, charging I, for those machines. I God just damn it. bought them. I Focus. just bought a uh, uh, one that was a wireless one. But yeah, dude, tomorrow I got my I got my wireless one all charged up for cool. tomorrow. So you can use the one I use every single day. Yeah, you can use that to line, that. and then you can uh, try the saw hammer. I have two of them. Yeah. So I would love I would love to try that. Yeah, that would be really cool. But yeah, there are a few one-handed tattooers out there and they're like I'm I am like I said, I am a fucking middle of the road tattooer. I'm not changing the game, anything. I'm just trying to do tattoos that people would never guess that a one-handed dude did. That's tight. That's it. Yeah. I I'm also trying to do tattoos no one would guess a one-handed dude. <laughs> yeah. hey, amen, brother. You you've succeeded <laughs> so thoroughly. Um <laughs> But yeah, that's what I told my mentor when he started teaching me. I was like, I, I know that I'm not going to change tattooing, but I want to be a good tattooer, not good for a guy with one hand. So Yeah, and I think you're succeeding in that. Yeah, yeah. I think you make very nice tattoos. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that's just such a lofty goal is to try to change tattooing, you know? Yeah. My goal is to, you know, because I tattoo people all the time that have had bad experiences with tattooers. So yeah. I'm just trying to change a that, mind at a time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love I love that mentality. Yeah. Because we've, we've all gone to shops where, yeah. you know, like, I, I especially still, growing I still up. Do. You know? I mean, I still have, I mean, well, not now because I feel like my face is kind of recognizable. But, like, I, I would have times where I'd go into shops, <clears throat> into a shop that was, like, kind of kind of garbage you know yeah. like and they'd like start cool guying me of course and i'm like looking at the flash because like every shop's gonna have a gem inside yeah. of it so i'm like looking for oh you got like is this an original no okay is that an original and like you'd see like oh shit you got a fucking jensen original in right. this shitty fucking shop yeah, you know what course, i mean of course yeah and i'd be like hell yeah that's sick dude yeah. can i take a picture of it you know or whatever right and they'd be like oh you're saying like the right words like oh are you a tattooer and i'd be like yeah and then they'd be like oh what's and, your instagram yep and then i'd show them my instagram and immediately their fucking attitude change. attitude is yeah. like oh, wow, this guy's, like, better than us, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And it's, like, that's such a shitty attitude to have. Yeah. That's such a shitty way to be. Um, when people come in and they talk to talk to us, I feel like everybody here is very, like, kind to people, you know, no yeah. matter, like, if you're a whatever tattooer, it doesn't really matter. Like, if you like this shit and it, you like it enough to walk into my tattoo shop, not wanting to tattoo, but just, or not wanting to get a tattoo, but just, like, look around and, like, because you love tattooing. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite shit is, like, when I'm in an area that I haven't been before, I want to see the shop. I want to see what shops are around. I want to walk into those shops. I want to like, I love tattooing. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Like, of course. I want to see where it's being done. What's what they're doing. You know, anything that I can like soak up, you know? Yeah. I did that in Gatlinburg one time. Yeah. 
I did not find a great shop in Gatlinburg. Well, it's kind of hard, man. Yeah. It's kind of hard in some of these places. I mean, there's killers fucking all over the United States. and like yeah. Not small, saying that they tiny. didn't do good tattoos. It was just like they were so busy and nobody could engage at all. You yeah. know? Even when you walk in the door, you know. Like, and that's what I think is like a really big thing with, with tattooing is like sometimes we get so self-absorbed, you know. And we're, we are a service industry. Yeah. Like hands down. And I think a lot of times we get so involved in our own shit that, yeah. that we forget that. And I lo- like, I used to tattoo in Asheville and I would tattoo, you know, sometimes I would tattoo, you know, 25 people in a day. You know, it was like a, a bunch of ladies that came in and they had, they, you know, it was like a bridal shower or, yeah. you know, the, uh, you know, whatever the case may be. Hey, we're all, we're all coming. It's a, a family, you know, like all cousins that, that met in Asheville to get tattooed. So it'd be like six people or whatever. And they want to have this incredible, memorable experience. Right. And I think that's one of the benefits of getting tattooed by a one-handed dude is you're never going to fucking forget that you got right, tattooed right. by a one-handed guy, you know, but you know, they want to have this experience and they want to have something that they can bring back home, you know? And if you walk into one of those shops that are just like, yep, what's your name? Okay. How many of you, you know, like it, it just, it's transactional and I never want tattooing yeah. to be transactional. I tat, I tattooed a guy, a tattooer that he was telling me about a really positive interaction that he had with a tattooer, uh, very good tattooer, very famous tattooer. And, uh, he went in, he's a tattooer, so he like started talking about like tattooing or whatever. And uh the tattooer like kind of heard he was in the middle of an appointment or whatever. <clears throat> and um he like stopped tattooing, put his machines down, you know, and got up, shook the dude's hand, you know, and was like, "Hey man, welcome in," you know, like whatever, you know, like was really nice to him. Yeah. And that impacted him so heavily that I remember hearing that story and I'm like, that's exactly how I'm going to be. You know, like I want to like, in my mind, I'm always welcoming, you know, in my mind, I'm always like, like you come back, you want to talk to me. I'll, I'll fucking, of course, talk to you. you Yeah. But I also want to make that extra effort to like change somebody's opinion and be like that dude. That's like, I will put my machines down. And I will come that's and an, talk that's to That's an incredible you know? story, really. Yeah, it's a great story, dude. Because we, like, we all I know that that to... hasn't happened in yeah, a lot for sure. of cases. A lot so. of people like just sit, look, and then Hey, what's up, down. dude? Yeah. You know? So, and, and you know, people slip through the cracks, you know? Like, I like my, my goal when I'm tattooing is, like, if I look up and I see you, I'm going to be like, okay, there's a person, you know? And mm-hmm. then I just keep keep tattooing but if i know that you're a tattooer or like you know what i mean yeah. like of course i can't i no one has time and also i'm not gonna fucking create more pain for this person by taking a break for every single person that walks in the door of and course go shake yeah. their hand but yeah. like you know tattooers like if i know a tattooer walked in the door i don't give a fuck like what tattoos you do like i'm gonna try to go and be like hey let me shake your hand let me talk to you real quick and like yeah. you know I'm, I'm working on something but hey thanks for coming acknowledge in, you know? them yeah yeah because it, it takes a lot of courage to walk into a shop mm-hmm. you know even as a tattooer i think maybe even more yeah as it, a tattooer you know it definitely scares me like going especially going into shops that i really look up to you know um once i become friends with somebody there's a little bit more rapport built for sure but you know like it was it was definitely daunting, like 
going into a shop that I don't know anybody in and just because I do feel kind of fanboyish, you know, like even though I would never like geek out, you know, uh, it still like, oh, you know, this is so and so like somebody that's held in the highest esteem in our in our, uh, you know, career path, if you will. You know, uh, it's there. There are people that I still hold in that esteem, even yeah, that I, sure. that I'm yeah, friends with. Yeah, yeah, you know? as you should. Yeah. You know, like I've been tattooed by some pretty crazy talented folks in my opinion you know and i still am in awe of them like daily like i'll do guest spots at their shop and i'll just like i just i'm, I'm so blessed to be able to do something like that you know and yeah. when, when the people that you've looked up to for so many years become somewhat your peers you know i like i said i am not anywhere on a level no you don't don't play yourself like that no i'm just saying like yeah like you know, I mean, we're, we're, we are on the same level. Yeah. I mean, all of us. Yeah. I think tattooing, tattooing's tattooing, you know? And, and one thing, uh, uh, Cohen's really big on is like, he's like, it's all subjective, you know? So like one person's like, maybe I'm not into it, but other people might be, you know? I've seen that. That's for why sure. he keeps yeah. me around. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that for sure. Like, but you know They're, what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's, that's how you got to be. You know, it doesn't matter your fucking follower count. doesn't matter your fucking like any, anything. If people know who the fuck you are, like we're all in this shit and we love this shit. Yeah. You know, if you, by you stepping in the doors and you don't work here, yeah, that just shows me you like tattooing yeah. enough that I need to know who you are. Well, you the shop I mean? is beautiful too. You know, like it's Thanks, so man. engaging. Like you look at it from the outside and it's, it's called welcome tattoo. So, it, you know, it's, you would hope it's a little welcoming, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think know? it has those, like the entrance looks like you want to walk in. Yeah. Like absolutely. you want to come look at it, you yeah, know, it's so nice. And so, yeah, that's like, that's my thing, dude. If you are the type of person that wants to walk in the shop yeah. and you have no intention of getting tattooed or whatever, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm trying to flip that whole, you know, cause I used to back when I first started, you know, I'd like go check out shops and I had no intention of getting tattooed, but I just wanted to see them, you know? Yeah. Like if, if you are on that level where you just want to look at tattoo shops, you know, yeah. like then we should be friends. Right. You know, like yeah. we should know each other yeah. because you give a fuck about this as much as I give a fuck about this. Because if I'm at a place and I'm walking by and there's a shop, yeah. you know, when I first moved here, I was walking, walking down the road and there was a there was a shop. I'm not gonna name name their name. They offered me a job, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I was walking by and I was like with my brother, and we just I I literally had just parked the U-Haul. Oh wow! Like I I drove into town. I went to the shop that I had gotten hired at. I parked the U-Haul, and I was like, let's just walk around downtown. Like let's just check it out. And yeah. then I saw another shop. I was like, I walked by, and then I was like, oh shit, that was a tattoo shop. Let's go. Let's go back. Let's go check it out. Yeah. And so we went in, and we just started talking to him, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, on that level, if you love tattooing enough to, like, just walk into other shops, like, then we should be friends. Yeah. Because you love tattooing the way I love tattooing. Because I'm not going to walk by a tattoo shop and not go in it. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. Speaking of, speaking of <sighs> we need to be friends, 
Let's let's get back on Sam. Sam Sam hasn't talked very much recently. Sorry, Sam. No, I gotta leave a room, man. Oh yeah. I so really want to hear my shit. So Sam, what do you do? What do you do for work? Like I'm getting to know you now. So I am a project manager for a software company. That's I don't even know what that entails. Yeah. So I work for a software company. If people need to onboard our solution, yeah. think of like a larger like business that's using our yeah. software they would have me on board that software oh, okay, on their behalf. Cool. So I'm like helping people implement the software. Well, if you guys haven't seen Sam, he's got a bunch of bitchin' tattoos, dude. He, not a couple. Yeah, he's got a bunch of cool ones. Here, show me your chest cover-up that we just did. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's a sick Pharaoh's Horses cover. Yeah, you can see some of the the remnants of the previous. No, they're, they it's, like it's veins. In. Yeah, it's veins that yeah, are like going has throughout. The texture of yeah, it. we got to figure cool. out what to do on this side. I know. Yeah, look. Soon. Before those babies Before come. you get too <laughs> fucking yeah. jacked. Dude, you could do like that a little too. rock of ages on the other side. That'd oh, I've, cool. got, I've got a rock of ages on this arm. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah. All right. Big one. I've, I'm, I've kind of tapped a lot of A lot of his cool shit is done by Dean, too. Like you can yeah. see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dean's a killer, man. Dean did the uh, this big filler oh, yeah, all the way around. Sick. He did yeah. that. He did this score. He's done a lot. Yeah, he's so me. good. Yeah, and then Matt awesome. did his elbow. Matt. Yeah, Matt did this uh, flying eyeball. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Sacred heart on my elbow. Very, very cool. Yeah, I wish I wish that we could align something up. You know, I didn't even know that I was going to be on the podcast until uh, one of my clients like uh, threw you guys under the bus and and put uh, Eric in an awkward position where he had to do the podcast. So yeah, that's why we're doing. This. I think it's worked out. We've covered that's why some we're sick doing ground. This. We talked about ghosts. We talked about tattoos. Because this <laughs> fucking customer put me on the spot. No, dude. Of can course. Can we I throw? Don't. Can we throw him under the bus? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Fuck it. Yeah. He uh, no showed. Uh, Eric twice. Ooh. And dead uh, to him now. Yeah. You're a ghost in Eric's life. And then went back into the DMs and was like, Hey, I really want to get tattooed or I want to become a tattooer. Uh can I take you out and buy you some beers and we talk about tattooing? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Was, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds exactly like how you're going to That's how you get an apprenticeship. Yeah, heard. that's <laughs> yeah, the Dude, ghost and then the offer exactly. booze. Yeah. Ghost twice. Yeah. So but uh no man, I I, I really enjoy the dynamic of you guys. It's it's cool. It's cool. I like to like kind of you're a little more reserved in kind of the the books of the operation. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Eric is the dude. Eric's voice is so crazy. Like he could do commercials for TV. Like that's, he's got that Vegas in him. Yeah, that's what Vegas, it is. Yeah. It's, the strip Thank is you. showing. Yeah, yeah. I actually when I was. Uh, <clears throat> Man, what grade was it? Maybe third grade. They called my name for roll call, like mm-hmm. the first day of like third grade. Yeah, and I was like, "I'm here." And just Instead from present, just from that, you know, I was like, "I'm here." And just from that, the teacher was like, "You have like a really good voice," and I was like, "Damn!" Okay. Like hey. from just the "I'm What's here," up, you know. And then from then on, I just created problems in school. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. I was a fucking asshole, man. Sorry to all my teachers. Not an asshole. I was I was the kid that like uh, I created problems because I was just silly and bored. Yeah, like, of school course. Was just you just stirred it up. Yeah. Someone has to do. Like it. we talked about, like mm-hmm. uh, uh, just efficient in everything I do. Yeah, you of know? course. Yeah. So school, I just figure out the most efficient way to do school. That's what's so frustrating about school for people like you and I is like you just figure everything out so quick and 
then, you know, within 15 minutes of your hour and a half class, you're like, what the fuck? I could, I could do this. Like, I'm so, like, I get so tired of people over explaining shit. So, you know? It, yeah, it's monotonous, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what? It struck a nerve with Sam. No, no, no. I think it's funny. Yeah, life's it's easy. Struck no life's nerve. easy, man. I just, yeah. uh, I just cruise through it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> life, life, yeah, he cruised through a lot of those tattoos too. Bro. Hey, hey <laughs> Mister, I don't try hard. Yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. So, <clears throat> about you, about want, who? Eric. Sorry, okay. I apologize. I'm pointing. <laughs> I'm pointing for the who's you. Hey, uh, but Eric. So, um, hey, one of my favorite things about doing guest spots is is learning about the people that I'm tattooing with. And I want to know how you got into tattooing. Like, what's your story? I know you're from Vegas. I'm sure everybody here knows that. But I'm sure they may not know exactly how you got into tattooing. We actually did an episode completely on me, but I will tell you. Oh, give me the abridged version then. Okay. Um, So actually, the first tattoo I ever got was done by a man named Buddy Holiday. Um, I got it on Friday the 13th. Actually, I don't think I went into this. Do uh, you know? You, you, obviously, you know Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, tattoos, of course. Right? Yeah. So it started by like I think Oliver Peck and like those guys. Yeah, the Elm Street guys. Yeah, Elm Street guys started uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and it started because um, it was like a customer appreciation shit. It was like kind of a more like closed thing. Like if you got tattooed before, you could come right. and get like for twenty bucks a uh, thirteen, like for twenty bucks, you know, and. Um, and so that kind of uh, buddy was good friends with Oliver back in the day, um, and uh, so he he was doing Friday the Thirteenth, and not a lot of shops were doing Friday the Thirteenth tattoos. But when I went and got my Friday the Thirteenth tattoo, um, it was literally you you would l- look at a, a sheet of uh, stencil paper, mm-hmm. you know, spirit paper, and it was all thirteens, exactly the same way. Right. all like traditional like pike lettering 13s of course yeah. and they were just different sizes so you'd go cut out the 13 you wanted and then you would tell them where you wanted it and they'd put it on you <clears throat> and so i got mine on my butt sick um like on the side like on the hip you yeah know? yeah so i got like a little 13 that was my very first tattoo buddy did it and then uh and then from there i was like well buddy's my guy buddy was cool you know and so then I got another, I got my ribs tattooed right after that. Um, and he did that. And it's like a geisha holding a samurai head, severed samurai head. I don't know why the fuck I got that, but it's a pretty gnarly That's tattoo. Tough. Yeah. And so he did that one. And then uh, from then, like we started talking about, like I was uh, going to school for art and stuff. And so we just kind of talked about like art and things like that because I saw he was like when I came in for my appointment he was like working on a painting and so we started talking about art and things and um you know I was telling him I was like doing art at the university which was right across the street from the shop like yeah. he had they had a primo location sick and so we just became really good friends and so I would go and like I'd bring him like my drawings and shit <clears throat> and uh and just show him what I was working on for like classes and things. Yeah. And uh, just because I was like, oh, this is another artist that he's not like part of the university. He's just an artist. You right. know? 
And so we just developed that friendship. I would go like bring him lunch and shit and we just like chop it up, hang out. We were homies. And, um, and so from there he ended up opening a shop like a year later. And, uh, I was like, yo, I love tattooing. I just want to be around tattooing. Yeah. I like sweep the floors, like do something like just be like, this wasn't a, like an end around. Huh? It wasn't like an end around, you know, like. No, I, I definitely, I, no, I didn't even know that it was possible, but yeah. I told him, I, like, I would love to learn how to tattoo, but yeah. I also just want to be around tattoos. That's cool. Yeah. You know? I didn't know. It wasn't like nowadays, you know? Like, you didn't know that, like, one thing could lead to another. Right, right, right. I was still going to school and just trying to finish out my degree, and, um, <clears throat> and I was like, okay, I need a part-time job. I was working at the university. Um, and so I quit the university gig and was still going to school. But then I, I started working at the shop as a helper, you know, just mopping and sweeping, setting up, breaking down. And, um, and they all knew I wanted to tattoo and I was like starting to try to learn how to draw like tattoos, you know? Um, and then one day he was like, he was like, Hey, if you want to learn how to tattoo, we were at a bar. He was like, if you want to learn how to tattoo, go like there was a big motherfucker at the bar. Yeah. And he's like, go You go up there, knock his like, fucking go ass knock out. Him out. <laughs> no way. Yeah, he was like, he was like, Can you do you think you could knock him out? And like I had been training Muay Thai and jujitsu and stuff, and I was like, I think very much so I can. <laughs> you know? I think that's because the bare back minimum then, I back can then, do. Nobody trained. Of course. You know? it's now, not like nowadays, nowadays, like yeah. nowadays, if you go to a bar and you're like big motherfucker, like there's like a 50-50 chance that he has trained something, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. So back then And I then was there's like, like a there's a 75% chance the nerdy dude in the corner will strangle the shit out of you. <laughs> that too. Yeah, for sure. And so I I uh he was like go knock that guy out. And we were just like drinking, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like I immediately got up and I was like I want I want to learn how to tattoo. I'm going to go knock his ass out, you know? It's so crazy. And I went and I like started walking towards him. He's like, "Here, here, no, 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 come here, come here." And I was like, "What, dude?" And I was literally on a fucking. You were a beeline, path. yeah. Yeah, I was on a path. I'm like, I'm gonna put this guy down. That's you know, so poor sick. bastard. You yeah. know, I mean, he was way bigger than me, but of course, yeah. I knew 100. percent I could at least like I would hit him really hard. And if he didn't go down, I'd take him down. And right. And I'd hit him with a couple of bows, and yeah, I'd, I'd fuck it. You, you get it. You get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wanted would do it a enough. lot more than this guy that right. was just drinking at a bar wanted it. Yeah, you know? no shit, no shit. <laughs> so, so then, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm down. And so I just got up, dude. He didn't even like say, like, yeah, go knock his ass out. I was like, he's like, you want an apprenticeship? Knock that guy out. And I was like, done. All right. And I walked Sick. up and I started walking towards him. And he's like, no, 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 Eric, come here, come here. And I was like, what, dude? I was like, I'm gonna go fucking. I meant to earn it. Go the word. get my fucking apprenticeship. Yeah, you yeah, know? no shit. And yeah, uh, he was like, he's like, no, no, no. He's like, don't fucking hurt anybody. Are you kidding? He's like, uh, if you want an apprenticeship, he's like, tomorrow when we come in the shop, because I was the shop helper at that right. time. Right. He's like, he's like, make sure the shop is so clean. I can't say shit about it. Make sure it's like. He's like, if I move a toolbox out, there shouldn't be dust underneath it. If I <laughs> yeah. if I do anything. There shouldn't be anything anywhere. There should be not one ink splatter, one ink, anything in the shop. And I was like, I can do that. And so then 
I got to the shop like eight hours early. It wasn't even light out, you know? I got to the shop and I scrubbed the fucking wheels of the fucking toolboxes. I scrubbed beneath them. I scrubbed every single thing. The shop was immaculate by the time he came in. And he didn't even look at anything. He's like, he's like, yeah, you want an apprenticeship? You got it, dude. And I was like, what? You fucking. Oh, you Yo, fucking move these toolboxes, goddammit. Yeah, I was like, I was like, dude, I even told him. Yeah. I was like, look under the mayo trays. I was like, there was shit underneath where they connect. I was like, I cleaned all that. He's like, no, I believe you. That's He's sick. like, you wanted to knock that dude out yesterday. Yeah. I, I know that you no want shit, this shit. No shit, man. No shit. And so then the dude that ended up doing my first tattoo that I ever got was the guy that taught me how to tattoo. He now owns Downtown Tattoo, which I ended up working at later. Um, what an incredible story, man. One of my best buds. Yeah. yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I love that guy a lot. He gave me everything. And that other guy lived. Yeah. Which and is that cool. other guy, yeah, yeah, you did not kill him. Yeah, because I was, I mean, I was going to be on swinging way, for dude. the fucking fences, yeah. dude. I'll tell you right now. Um, one thing Buddy told me one time, you know, we'd, we'd have a... Uh, we get done with the shop when I was an apprentice. And uh, one thing I always carry with me, this is one of my favorite stories I have with Buddy, is uh, one day we were like leaving the shop and we were going to go drinking. Because <clears throat> every day after the shop, we went drinking. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I, I never got a freshman 15 in college. I got the fucking tattooer fucking 30. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so after work one day, we're driving all the time. I would just ask him questions because I just wanted to learn more about him. I, I, I mean, I love this dude, dude. I looked up to him. He was, he was like a father figure to me. My, my dad didn't really, he wasn't down for tattoos or anything like that, you know? So this dude was like my dad, which is funny to say because he's only like nine years older than me. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, dude, my mentor is younger than me. That's crazy. You know, by a year. It's not, it's not much, but you know, he definitely was very, like parental in that particular yeah it's kind of weird right yeah you have that you have that relationship with them um but one of my favorite stories is one day we were leaving the shop and i'd ask him all these just random questions because like you know at the shop we learn a lot about each other we talked like we were we were together for you know a couple years and one day i was like hey uh buddy what's your favorite word you know, like mm-hmm. just like random. Yeah, it's, right? it's shit that you you and your girlfriend would talk about yeah. laying in bed. I got you. And so he, I asked him, I was like, what's your favorite word? And he thought about it for a second. He's driving along. And then he's like, you know what my favorite word is? Tattoo. And and, and um, he was like, my favorite word's tattoo. And um, and he was like, uh, he's like, because tattoo gave me everything. He's like, tattoo gave me this truck we're driving in. He's like, tattoo gave me the shop. Tattoo gave me you. Tattoo gave me how I how I'm comfortable in life. Tattoo gave me literally everything, and I can't thank tattoo enough. And I love tattoo. Tattoo is my favorite fucking word. And we just sat in silence for a long time, and I was just like, "Fuck, that's that's the kind of passion that I want to have." You know, I love tattoo that much. You know, that's that's where I always want to be at. And and. Uh, yeah, it gets me kind of emotional thinking about it because, like, tattoo has given me everything. Yeah. Tattoo feeds my daughter. Tattoo feeds my wife. Tattoo puts a roof over their head. Tattoo is goddamn my favorite fucking word. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's heavy. That's very heavy. So, like, with my mentor and I, like, um, I got really sick, you know, and we had a falling out. Um, 
I ended up having part of my colon and intestines removed like uh, during that time. Like a skinny girl surgery or? No, no. I, <laughs> I had uh, I had diverticulitis and, and it was Nobody it was knows what that is up. and that sounds fake. Oh, like, it, my. His intestines were diverting into his iculitis. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's exa- my, <laughs> is that really what it is? No. Uh, I don't know. I heard no, you have, you have uh, diverticula, which are. This is. Cut this shit out of the goddamn podcast. But <laughs> the you, shit. What? Yeah, you no, got. We keep shit stuff in. Yeah, yeah you got. Good. You got these pockets inside of your intestines. I called, don't. Called, yeah, you do. They're called <laughs> diverticula, and they help move the the stuff through your intestines. And mine uh, had gotten infected and inflamed, and uh, that's kind of hot, dude. I was. I was. It was like eight months. I was on. Were you eating too many spicy foods, or what was going on? No. It is they, it genetic. What is it? No, so like it's the it's these so you have these little holes and then there are these big pockets behind it and they kind of go like they they pump sort of. So and they expand and contract yeah, like to move. To move the stuff through and sometimes you can get like if you're not eating enough fiber, you know, if you're eating a low fiber like diet. Like when you're con- constipated. Well, yeah, but this like fiber helps also clean your intestines, you know? So they're like scrub brushes as it comes through and you can get like nut particles inside of your diverticula and if they don't get cleaned out properly then that stuff in there gets infected and inflamed inflamed first and then infected and my my stuff was so bad i was so fucked up and i i went to the hospital because i'm one of those i'm you know my me too yeah i don't have health insurance yeah 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 so and my family yeah my family to compound that my family like my my grandmother was a farmer you know, and they didn't have electricity in her house until like 1972. Wow. You know, and that's so, way past the due date. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have running water till like 1967. Well, that started in like the 1700s. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Get some so, aqueducts or something. Yeah. No shit, no shit. Um, so like we didn't go to the hospital. We didn't. You know, we found stuff. You on, had shaman. You had it, like sorta, yeah, sorta. My, the hillbilly shamans do. Yeah, it kind of is. Well, Goddamn, yeah. that shit looks. Uh, well, uh, it looks fucked. Yeah. Rub a tobacco leaf on it and go to bed. Yo, you you laugh, you laugh, but um, <laughs> for really beat. Oh goddamn, Eric. I'm so sorry. For like bee stings, what my grandmother would do is she'd break a cigarette in half and she'd spit on the tobacco. I'm saying. Yeah, and then they would miracle put, plant. Dude. Yeah, you would put that on the bee sting, and then that would take the sting away. But my grand, like some of my most fond memories was walking the property that my family had, and my grandmother would point out different plants, and she would just be like, "Hey, you know, if you have an ailment for this." You know, you use eat that. that. Yeah. You know, if you have an ailment for this, this is what you use. If you have an ailment for that, that's what you get. You know, and she would just walk me around the property. And that would be like some of our, from whenever I was little until I was, you know. Prob- in the crawl space was the weed. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. But, um, you know, shit, they were, it was right outside of Asheville. Um, and they were just like, they were essentially just farmers, you know, uh, my great grandmother and grandfather bought the property right after the great depression, like 1933 or something like that. But, uh, my great grandmother was known as the woman who gave an honest bushel, you know, she was well known in the region for that. And uh, they had peach orchards on the property when they first bought the property. And then it kind of went into other stuff, growing tobacco and, and shit like that. But. And we yeah, already we made that joke. That. I already made that joke. Yeah, but in their crawl space, 
Yeah, in the crawl, sp crawl space. Where you also hid Anne Frank and shit like that, right? Yeah, that was in the attic. Oh, attic, yeah. Yeah, Because yeah. I also lived in the Netherlands, um, which is yeah. really funny. You're making fun of Anne Frank, but... I'm not making fun. Oh, sorry. I not very cash money of you here. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> in this climate, dude? Yeah. In I'm any very climate? True. Very true. Um, I'm just saying, it was like, that. that's exactly like World War II time. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so that's absolutely. all I'm saying. I'm just trying to actually flex my knowledge of uh history yeah but, dude yeah. i i love that book by the way diary of anne frank very very good never read it yeah so anyways back to being sick so i was really sick and i had a falling out with my mentor audiobook i, I called him and 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 i told him i was like hey listen uh, i called the other owner of the shop as well there's two owners of our shop and uh i called him and i was like i don't know what i'm gonna do but i i can't continue you know and i was like right at the tail end of my apprenticeship, you know, it was, but I, we had a huge falling out, me and the other guy, Darcy. Because you were sick? Because I was sick, but I didn't handle it in the best way. I moved all of my shit out, you know, because I didn't think that I could, I could continue. And I didn't know how to tell him because I had worked my entire life to try and learn to tattoo. And uh, like I said, uh, you know, I told Darcy and he was livid because he had really gone out on a limb, you know, cause back then I was, as just, you do when you, when you're teaching somebody how to tattoo, yeah. you, you take a lot of this. This is why I will never teach anybody a tattoo. Yeah. I have a kid. I have to teach them how to be a human being. He had like, a kid. There's no yeah, fucking did, way yeah. I can teach somebody. I was how to his tattoo. second son, you yeah. know? And yeah. like I said, I'm a year older than him. Yeah. You know? And I, I did help like, it, this is going to sound, I introduced him to the person or the shop that taught him to tattoo. Yeah. You know, um, I do not take any credit for him learning the tattoo. He is the best unknown tattooer that I know, you know, like no, like just in our town, he's really well known, but he is a unbelievable tattooer. He's your, your, your customer that, uh, that you tattooed the elbow. Yeah. He's telling me all about Darcy. Yeah. So he, I'd never, I'd never heard of him. He's but. a heavy, heavy hitter, but he, I, I, always say that I'm going to make him famous as the best tattooer you've never heard of, you know, but just unbelievably talented. And, uh, we had this falling out, you know, it was just, it, it was tough. And I didn't talk to him for years. That's how buddy for and years. I was. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And, uh, I was in Asheville and, you know, I, I did the respectful thing before I, I moved to a new shop. I had, I was given an opportunity to work at a shop after I got a little bit healthier and I went to them and I said, Hey, listen, you know, I know it was actually, I think it was at a funeral. And I, I told him, I was like, Hey, I know that you guys went out of your way to, to teach me to tattoo. And I didn't exit in a responsible way, but now I'm coming to try and make that up. I got an opportunity to tattoo somewhere else. And I would like to ask for your blessings for me to continue. And they both were, you know, like real cool, still, still little, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, but they were like, yeah. And I appreciate you asking, you know? So I ended up, um, going to, to Silva right outside of Asheville. We were talking about that earlier. South Asheville, right? Yeah. It's, uh, like a little bit more Western. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, um, so I ended up, uh, tattooing there. And then moved to Asheville and started tattooing at this shop called Freaks and Geeks. And Freaks and Geeks is kind of the 
entry shop. Everybody moves from out of town to Freaks and Geeks. Mike Chambers tattooed there. Um, and ultimately, I ended up working for Mike Chambers. But um, Chris Roberts tattooed there. Like a ton, uh, ton of really good tattooers tattooed there. And um, I ended up working there. And Darcy, I reached out to him. And I just, I told him once I was working there and got like, like really established in Asheville, I just said, dude, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Because back when he took a chance on me, I was... I was just a hustler, you know, yeah. I, I, I had started my own online business, but I essentially, it was like doing the same shit that I was doing when I didn't have a good job, you know, where I would like buy something and flip it, you know, and just constantly do that. And this, I just kind of scaled it up to like, I was making like $4,000 a week doing it, but I would, I would be buying from like uh, Best Buy or, you know, like different places like that. I would be buying shelf pools or, or things like that. And I just kind of continued this weird hustle, you know, like, and it, he, he really was like, listen, you need to stick to this. I'm giving you an opportunity of a lifetime. And, uh, I ended up in his eyes, I kind of shit on it, you know, by, by leaving yeah. the apprenticeship and not doing it in the right way. Me at the time, you know, I was like, I don't know what else to do. I can't come in. I can't, I can't sweep and mop every day. Cause I'm I, at that time I was in the hospital for 10 days at that time because I was having like such a bad episode and they had me on antibiotics and shit like that. And, uh, you know, I just kind of, I shit the bed on it and <clears throat> you know, just because I, of communication. Though. Exactly. It wasn't really. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all it was. And it was so, it was so important to me to be a tattooer, you know, yeah. cause I had tried to learn to tattoo from 17, you know, I, there was a local shop in the town that I went to high school in and I was ingratiated with those folks. Like they, they really liked me and we had like a good rapport, but you know, they didn't know me from Adam. Yeah. And so they didn't know that I could work around a lot of the issues that they saw they, because, Hey man, you're a 17 year old that has one hand. You have one hand. You can't stretch what the fuck are you going to do? Like, but they would let me come in the shop. They would let me draw with them. You know, I would, I would straighten up, I'd clean up, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I like, they, they couldn't, they couldn't see the forest for the trees. They couldn't see past the one handedness. And actually there's a, it's an old head that owned that shop. This guy named Necro Mike. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard him. He's, he was in a bunch of tattoo magazines back in the nineties, you know, and I'd maybe seen a tattoo or something. Probably. Yeah. Do you know who Adam Duncan is? Yeah. Yeah. So Adam Duncan worked for him as well. Oh, wow. You know? Okay. And for me, Adam Duncan is like, like kind of like two generations above me, just a madman when it comes. Yeah. To he's like who your mentor looked up to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Such a good tattooer. Yeah. Uh, Mikey Holmes tattooed with him. Yeah. You know, um, I think Josh Bovender tattooed with him. Okay. Um, or they tattooed for him. You know, he was the owner of the shop honor and glory in Inman, South Carolina. But before that, he worked for Necro Mike or Mike Necro, you know, at World Famous Tattoo. And he had two locations, one in Columbus, North Carolina, and then one in Lake Lure, North Carolina. Lake it, Lure. Yeah. <laughs> it's like out, out. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's the sticks. It's where Chimney Rock is, you know, in that same area. But um, this is a long-ass story to get to a point to where I called Darcy and I apologized for the way that I acted. And I told him I was so appreciative 
of him giving me tattooing because that's what he did yeah you know he gave me tattooing which gave me a life it gave it you know we were talking about straight edge saving me from a life of depravity you know in a trailer park i could have gotten addicted to drugs addicted to alcohol whatever whatever and this was like the next step past that you know like hardcore and straight edge saved me whenever i was at that point and then whenever i was older tattooing saved me like i i it's like, like it's like uh, straight edge saved you from a bad life. Tattooing yeah. gave you a good life. That's a very good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I owe that all to Darcy and Jeremy taking a taking a chance on this kind of you know this kind of like Rolling Stone. You know, this this guy that was kind of wayward. You know, I I traveled a lot. I I worked with a bunch of bands. You know, I did some tour management stuff for for bands. I I had a, I have a couple of degrees, but I'm just not an employable kind of person, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like not in that, not in, not in Sam's particular realm. I could not be a project manager for a software company. You'd I be, would get, you'd be surprised. Dude, I'd get fired next <laughs> week, dude. That's so crazy. But you know, he gave me everything and I've, I've cried to him yeah. thanking him. Like I own a house, I own a rental property, you know, like, and none of this, he, he, I am standing on the shoulders of giants because of him and his mentor, man. Dale Kellett, you know, like they, like I owe everything to those guys, you know, and I, I'm sure you, you feel the same. That's exactly for, how I feel, money. man. Yeah. 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 That's exactly how I feel. Like I wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for a guy that I was a fun hang around, I guess, yeah. you know, yeah. and, uh, and he, he gave me the keys to the castle. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now and I'm, look what you've done with it. Yeah. Dude. And that's what that's what he says. Like he he's he's only apprenticed two people, um, buddy, um, and both of us are really good tattooers. And he's very proud of the fact that he has only taught two people how to tattoo, and both of them are doing nice things for tattooing. You know? Yeah. It's really a it's nice. And I, 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 yeah, I don't know how you can have the capacity and, and even like having kids and, and doing all the things. I mean, I think I message buddy at least, at least once a year where I'm like, Hey man, here's your yearly. Yeah. Of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pay homage thank to you, Mecca. Well, you know, I, like thank yeah. you for everything. Like, I think, literally, I think I, gratitude I, goes so far yeah. too, you know, within yourself, you know, within your psyche. I don't know the best way to put it, but you know, wait, well, it's just a reflection. Yeah. Point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I think I think where gratitude lives, other things can't flourish. God, we cover a lot of ground. Yeah, hopefully all uh, of it. Yeah, hopefully you'll be able to edit something together from all this. Oh, uh, this guy's a wizard, man. Yeah. Yeah. We'll make it happen. And I and, and next time I come into town, since we know each other now, it'll I think the the laughs will flow a little bit better. Yeah, and we'll be able to dive a little bit deeper. I know you've got a lot of stories. I mean, we we talked uh we talked like while we've been working together about like different stories and shit and we'll be able to exchange a little bit more stories and stuff. But this was a, this was a pretty good, uh, little starter. Yeah. Hell yeah. A little taste. Part one. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, sure. keep the people coming back. That's, yeah. that's key. Yeah. You can't yeah. show all your cards. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I, I think about that too. I'm like, dude, we could, we could go like some of the things I know we already talked about. Of course. Like, I'm yeah. like, dude, we could go another fucking five hours. Dude. Yeah. I you think know? so. I really yeah. do. And I, you know, none of it is forced, which I really appreciate. No, it's fun, man. 
It's fun. We just want to talk. And maybe out. maybe next episode you might learn how I how I lost my arm. Yeah, that'll there keep them coming back. There we go. We'll find out on the next episode. Probably not the next one, but the next one after that. How Willie actually lost his arm. Hey, thank you, Willie, for coming and sitting with us. Dude, man. I appreciate you guys inviting me, even though it was like kind of a weird backwards way. I really do appreciate yeah. it. No, and it, it wasn't, wasn't backwards. Weird, dude, I, I really enjoyed having you. And I, well, like, I've enjoyed to... you being here, yeah, and absolutely. I wanted to talk to you. Absolutely. So don't fucking think it's anything other than I wanted to talk to you, you know, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Where, where do the people find you? Who do you want to shout out? So I want to shout out uh, some of my favorite people in the world. Um, Sickle and Moon Tattoo. That's where I tattoo now. Uh, it's in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, and uh, my Instagram is Tattoo, And uh, you can find me cruising on my old shovel head up and down the East Coast and uh, traveling in my van a lot. So um, and I'd like to... Again, thank you guys for Hell yeah, dude. for letting me come and of course, dude. steal your time. I know it's a it's a Friday evening and you no guys time be with stolen, your man. <laughs> yeah. This should have been know. dope. Yeah, it should have been fun. Absolutely. Hell yeah, dude. We appreciate it. Cool. Thank you very much. Any final words, Eric? I love you, Willie. I love you, Sam. Oh yeah, pick a what? Just pick a word. It'll be the secret word, and oh, yeah. if people listen, they can DM us just so that we know they got to the end of the podcast. random word. Oh, random word. Uh, let's say uh, machine gun. Machine gun. Machine there we go. We love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Green Soap. As always, all of our details are linked in the show notes. Please leave us a like or rating wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps immensely. We love you. See you in the next one.